hard to start the podcast, Chris Stefano. <laughs> I'd love to. You got one? I'd be honored. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we begin live <laughs> from Times Square at the Westwood One Lounge. It's time for the OP Radio Podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I feel like the last time I saw you, we were on the 45th floor above Times Square, and now we're in a fucking room that looks like people get interrogated in with a picture of David Lee Roth. Dude, I almost I think I shit my pants a little bit because you made me force it. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. I just had a complete cookie, which is like a protein, low saturated fat cookie, and it just yeah. makes me fart. What's a complete cookie? It's called. It's like a new kind of like protein yeah. health cookie because you know me. I'm Chrissy Sweets. I know you love your sweets. Is, is it the cookie that have... Uh, the Jews on the labeling? Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. those cookies. It's, got the, it's the Ari Shafir cookie. <laughs> you, it, it's like eating. It's it's so dry. I know. You you kind of need the fat in the cookie. It's so disgusting. they take all the all that stuff out, and it's really tough to yeah. digest. But man. I got to be careful now because my dad the other day, we were supposed to do a podcast the other day, but I told Mike my dad had to go to the hospital. He couldn't breathe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he got to the hospital, and they were like, listen, he has congestive heart failure. What so I was like, oh, my fuck? God. So, like... You know, they do all these tests or whatever, and they're like, you know, the doctors are coming in and like, he has congestive heart failure, and then they do the actual heart test, the echocardiogram. Yeah. And um, and they're like, oh, he doesn't have congestive heart failure. They're like, he just has so much fluid in, backed up in his lungs because it, it, it this happened Monday. Yeah. The night, the day before Sunday was the NFL playoffs, and he ate ten slices of pizza and a whole plate of buffalo wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so a, a bit too much salt. Is too what much. You're saying? He had so much sodium in his body yeah. that it looked like he had congestive. heart Heart failure, oh and he almost knocked himself out. Yeah. So, and they were like, you know, and but they were like, obviously, like they're still, you know, he's got to get tested again this sure. weekend, just just to like rule stuff out. But my friend, who's an ER doctor, was like, yeah, tell your dad he's seventy two years old and a diabetic. He can't eat ten slices of pizza, buffalo wings, and drink a two liter of soda just because the playoffs are on. Right. He can't do that. I've, well, but he's yeah. like seventy, I think. Right. I think my dad's seventy two years old. Oh, seventy two. So yeah. you know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little older than you. You, you got to let him go. Yeah. Oh, well. You let him go. You're the one that is at home with anxiety, right. panicking, thinking, why will my dad take care of himself? Right. Guess what? He has lived his fucking life. He exactly. wants his fucking pizza. He wants his wings, and he wants to watch his football. Well, two things. Two things. Two things. So first thing, first point, yes, I, I said to my dad, I said, Dad, you got to be careful. And I swear to God, his exact quote was, he goes, I'm not going to be a vegan homo like you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not a vegan. But he just he said in the hospital, he's like, I'm not going to be a vegan homo like you. Like you. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, I'm not a vegan. but okay. <laughs> does, yeah. he, does he call you a homo a lot? He calls me a homo like yeah. – He's never says faggot because right. I think he knows that's derogatory now, and he won't say it. But homo, yeah. I think it's not as nuts, not as much sting on that. Yeah. And he calls me a homo, like for example, and he and this is why you know because I was really nervous going out there to, to, to the hospital, you know, because you hear congestive heart failure. I'm like, right. fuck, what's happening? So then I get out there, and he's on the oxygen tank, and he's joking around with the nurse, and the nurse comes in. And, you know, and I started to get like, even though he was, you know, making everyone uncomfortable, was making me more comfortable that he was just joking around being himself. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's going to make it. But the nurse comes in and she goes, oh, you know, Mr. Stefano, we have to take your temperature, um, but it has to be rectally. It's, you know, it's the most accurate. It's important for us to know. Um, so I can do it. She said, I can do it or you can do it. 
And then, and then to him, you know, <laughs> yeah, says, yeah. you could do it yourself or I can do it. And uh, and my dad goes, Chris, what do you think? You're the one who's into butt stuff. <laughs> and, and I was like, and I was like, just ha- I was like, dad, you know what? You do it. And yeah. then he goes, nah, he goes, he goes, what? Well, he goes, you know, I'd rather die. No, he, no, he, he said, he probably said, I'd rather die. He said, how many chances? He said, how many chances am I ever going to get to have a nurse do this? Oh, really? Yeah. He's into it. And so Good she did him. it. And she was, she was laughing, you yeah. know, because I'm sure she was uncomfortable, but yeah. I think these nurses deal with dirty old men all the time. And that's another part of it. It's like, listen, he's an old guy, my dad. Right. He's nervous. Like, just let him, obviously, if he's going to put his hands on you, that's, Right. Off limits, but right. if he wants to, I think that, that's why I like the nurses on Staten Island. Yeah. They're real people. Like yeah. she's a real woman. Like if we were in some trendy hospital downtown Manhattan or like Portland, they would be like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm offended. Right. But these women are like, "Look, the guy's fucking th- thinks he has congestive heart failure. If he wants me to put the thermometer in his butt, I'll do it for him. No if, problem." If if he's on the the way to ICU, he should be able to put a hand on the butt of yeah, the nurse. Exactly. Right? And here's the second thing, because you know yeah. we you know we we obviously been speaking through text and stuff, but I haven't come yeah. on the show. Yeah. My anxiety is actually at close to a zero. Beautiful. I'm a different m- mentally. Yeah. I'm a different person. My mental health is different than the last time I've come on the show for two reasons. One, CBD oil yes. has changed everything. CBD oil on my coffee. Sometimes I rub it on my fingers, put it in my own butt. <laughs> Good I'm for just, you. I just calm it down. <laughs> Two, yeah. I've stepped fully away from Catholicism. Yeah. And Catholicism is not a part of my life at all anymore, right? And removing myself from religious guilt and 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 feeling that I have to live my life by what my mother and priests and Catholic school right. told me to do, removing myself from that and understand yeah. I'm accountable for my own actions. Yeah, my guilt has went to zero. You're, my guilt and anxiety has almost went to zero. You probably uh, left religion and and you now know they're not going to touch you anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Father Bill. <laughs> Father Bill can't touch me anymore. And also, it was an energy thing. You know, I'm 34 years old. My daughter's three. I started realizing, like, hey, I only got a finite amount of energy each day. Yeah. I can't use it obsessing about anxiety, depression, and guilt. Number one, it's narcissistic. Right. Number two, my daughter needs this energy in a positive way. She can't have me, you know, sitting in the corner worrying about what's going to happen. I, now I live my life. If it's not going to matter in five years, I don't give it more than five minutes. You know, that's really impressive. Yeah. That's not easy to no, cure yourself. Not at all. Do I, you meditate still? I still meditate. Nice. I was doing transcendental meditation, but now I do this meditation guided app because it was too much for me to do 20 minutes <laughs> twice a day. It was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. So, Wait, Which app are you using? Um, it's called uh, Wake, Waking Up. Waking with, Up, okay. You, have you heard of it? Uh, not that one, no. It's with a guy, Sam something. Nikki Glazer actually yeah. posted it on her Instagram. Oh, is she into the? whole meditation, meditation. Thing now. So I said, now oh. that it's trendy. Yeah. So I, I, I took, love Nikki. Yeah, I love Nikki. Okay, so I took it. Ahead. Yeah, baby. So I took it. I took it from uh, Nikki's advice. And uh, yeah, it's it's it, so far things have have been good. I, I still have anxiety and I'm still, you know, have a weird mind. I'm still yeah. I'm still the kind of guy like I, I fall in love with men, but I have sex with women. Like I still have a weird. Yeah, we're going to talk brain, about that. Uh... But but I just, you know. I think this is the year that you do it. Yeah, I just feel I better. Think 2019 is the year that you. Yeah, and unless I, you have already. And I bought a place. I'm a homeowner now. So uh, like a my home. No. Lo- oh, a homeowner. Oh, I'm a homeowner. Oh, I thought yeah. you were finally going to admit something here on the Opie Radio <laughs> podcast. I sucked the guy's dick in Houston. <laughs> Did you really? Because I heard you talking about that on your <laughs> podcast, and that was one of the questions I wanted to ask. I'm a big fan of uh, CBD oil <laughs> makes me gay. I'm a big fan of history hyenas with you and Giannis Papas. Thank and, you. And you keep hinting that you might have sucked a dick 
in Houston. What's going on there? <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Are I just you? go wild. Why would you look us in the eye and just say it? I'm just kidding. Giannis is on a plane right now, and his pilot was Middle Eastern, and he got off the plane. Really? It's fucked up. Well, with the government shutdown. That's that, what he's saying. That's a double combo, I yeah. think. That's that's two scary no, things. I'm but, flying and, tomorrow, and I'm actually nervous about it with the government shutdown. I, I think you got another week or two, but then one of those planes are going to go down. I think you're good for another week or two. But what? How do you? Why do you think it's going to go down? Because somebody's going to get some They're, slip past TSA or the air traffic? No, I think it's air traffic controllers. That's sure. the issue, right? That and, and that's what we want to say publicly. Yeah, and, right. And, and that and maintenance is uh, not up to snuff. So, so we're getting on planes right now that haven't been. Looked at. I don't know. Uh, not uh, maybe not today. I don't know to what extent, but maybe right now they're not really cleaning the, you know, the cabin too much. Right. But eventually right. they're going to not be checking the screws. <laughs> right. So, you but, ju- but but let's not talk about that. Your anxiety's good, oh, Chris. Yeah, it's yeah. good, man. And I want to go back to your dad for a second because, yeah. um, uh, when they get to that age, yeah, you're you're going to be the one that worries. You have a sister, right? No, I'm only child. Oh, you you make believe you have a sister? Why well, no? I do fucking special. You piece of shit. I do jokes about having a sister because that's actually about that's actually about um, another kid in my life. You know, baby mama's yeah. uh, son. Oh, really? So, yeah, and it's too much to say. It's too much to say. Hey, my ex's kids, this that. So I'm just like, you know what? Okay. Here's my sister. A lot of my comedy is about. Here's what my mom does. Here's what my dad does. Here's what my sister does. Quotes. Here's what my. But it's really not. Like, I'm seeing what other people are doing, and I'm just putting it in, you I, know, different family members I, to try to be relatable. I feel better because I've known you a long time, and I'm watching the Comedy Central special, 38-Inch Waist. Yeah. And, I, and you're doing a whole bit on a peanut allergy, which is one of my favorite bits. Thank you. And you're talking like it's your sister's kid. And I'm like, this son of a bitch never told me you had a sister. <laughs> so I want to confront you with this today. And it turns out, okay, we're good. Yeah. We're good. You're still uh, yeah. an only child. And I appreciate you saying you like that bit. And that's why I'm happy to do your show because podcasting now, this is like doing any – like the, if I'm going to move my career, move the ball forward, and people are going to watch my special, yeah. it's doing shows like this. Like my publicist – and I have a fucking – you know, I hired a publicist Good because you. you have to. You yeah. know, I, I'm trying to like take this career – Seriously, so I, I so, so you don't end up in a lounge, in a- <laughs> yeah. So I don't have locked up in a room with the guy who looks like he's from the complete cookie package. <laughs> Very nice. This yeah. used to be uh, the janitor's area. Yeah. <laughs> now I got a a couch. Look, yeah, Velcro. Yeah, yeah. It looks like. Velcro. It looks like when, when I was teaching, when I was a pediatric physical therapist and I would work with the kids with special needs, yeah. they had this room. It was called, it was called a, a trauma room where like <laughs> right. we would, they would just, the, all the walls would be padded and then we would just let them go in there and just bounce themselves off the fucking walls it's, until they knocked themselves out. It's pretty accurate because this couch saved me from uh, Gary uh, Busey beating the shit out of me. Really? And the fact that it was a small space. Wait, what, what happened? Tell me about that. I don't know. I, I love Gary Busey and, and it turns out he loves me. So, and, but and he was in here with he you? He was sitting mm-hmm. right next to me, punching me. How many times did I get hit? I got hit, 10 in, the, or 12, I yeah. got hit in the sternum. I got hit in the shoulder. But he was hitting you seriously. Yes! Why? Because he's just on crack? And then crack? he told me we're going to wrestle. And I'm like, we're not wrestling. Like, you were like, you stopped the show. You're like, get off the show. No, I wanted more. And then he, and then he wanted... He wouldn't leave. He, and then he wanted to uh, uh, do headbutts. Why? And then he strangled me in the hallway when we were trying to take pictures. What a psycho. Because he's a five-year-old boy. That's exactly, yeah. No, he fell off a motorcycle. He's got a hole in his head that has a plate. He he let me feel the hole in his head. So he has a mental illness at this point. Well, he's had one. 
you 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 knew you had to be on guard. Right. Because, you know, me and you can fool around. I know you're not going to really hurt me. With him, I'm fooling around with him, and at any second he could snap like a cobra. And then before it's – you know it, he's beating but, the shit out of you. But I loved it. It was probably I great radio. I loved every moment of it. Yeah. I felt alive. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what fucking – that's what the people want. They don't I, – I, I'm so – Listen, let's be honest. Yeah. I – you know, like I was saying, my publicist, great, great person. Oh, and explain why you're doing my uh, podcast. Not because I, I'm looking for the compliment, because I think I know where you're going with that. Because so why I'm doing your podcast is this exact reason. Because it gives fans of comedy or fans of, of entertainment or, you know, hopefully the fans I get from you, it gives them an opportunity to really know me and really know my comedy in its rawest form. Where when I, You do these late night shows now. Right. You know, ever since I did Letterman in 2013 and Letterman was like the edgiest you could be and he, it, of course you can never curse on, on late night, that's fine, but you could do jokes about yeah. kids having peanut allergies and all that stuff because yeah. Letterman was cool like that. Nowadays, all these new, the Tonight Show, Late Night with James Corden, all these guys, their bookers are in such fear they're so scared of getting sued or, or offending someone that the comedy that gets on is bullshit. So they wanted me to do it, and they're like, oh, you can't do the joke about the peanut allergy. You could do jokes about your daughter being Puerto Rican, but you can't imitate her in a Puerto Rican accent. I'm like, then I don't want to do your show. Oh, and my like, God. Are That's the funniest stuff. Yeah, and like people are locked in this old-school mentality, yeah. my, some of my peers, where they think the late night matters. It's like, who gives a fuck? Right. I, I gladly was like, if you don't want to put it on the way I want it, I will 1,000% have no issue not doing your show. Yeah. I'll just come on a podcast. And I went on, you know, co coming on this, I went on Burke Kreischer's podcast Hilarious. last week. Theo Vaughn. Hilarious. Oh, and, 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 you know, my Instagram account which went from like 102,000 right. to like 118,000 just from doing Burt's podcast. Wow. So it's like. Uh, uh, don't don't check your Instagram after you do my okay. podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Give uh, me a week. <laughs> uh, I'll do, I want to do another Reddit. After, oh, my Give God. Me a week. Thank you for the Opie fans who signed onto the Reddit and called me a homo and told me we don't know who you well, are. They, I think they told me to you. fuck myself. I, I, got, I got a point on that. So Patrice O'Neill, a million years ago at this point. Yeah taught me a valuable lesson and I didn't know the lesson at, at the time but I certainly know it now and every chance I get I'm gonna fucking uh, say this for the young people I out there because they don't understand comedy right. they don't understand that you you go after some of these uh, dark subjects and topics to take the fucking piss out of it and to help you like just deal right with the, with this exactly type. okay so with the peanut allergy thing right I got a I got a nephew that has a terrible peanut allergy right. terrible like like they're always watching him. One beast thing, and he could be, you know, done. done okay, yeah. but I find jokes about it hilarious. And the <laughs> fact is, that's how it should be. You could take a subject uh, very seriously, yeah. but you could also laugh at that uh, exact uh, uh, subject as well. When I was a pediatric physical therapist, they knew I was a comedian, and they, you know, just used to have benefits all the time for children with disabilities. Yeah. And every every, you know, I did three shows. Two, two of the shows for, you know, different uh, foundations, they were like, be squeaky clean, do not mention any jokes about about disabilities and blah, 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 blah. And the shows were okay. One of them I did, and the lady was, I asked the lady, I said, are you sure? She said, absolutely. She said, look, you can make fun of whatever you want. Yeah. You want to do a disability joke? Fine. She's like, we love our children. Right. We know the comedians support these children. 
we just want to laugh. And it was the best fucking show. Yeah. Still to this day, one of the best shows I've ever done because, I mean, like, we, you know, um, uh, Kevin Brennan was on the show. He called, he called the crowd retards. They loved it. <laughs> they loved it. They were dying laughing because yeah. they know it's just comedy. Like, nobody really means it. You that know what I mean? is really important. And they don't understand this. And the people that are making the decisions don't understand this. Yeah. I would never think you have hate in your heart when you're doing your comedy. And no. you go after some uh, some good fucking topics, uh, yeah. Chrissy. Yeah. Um, the peanutology one is, is especially great in the special you talk about these these people that have attitudes and they have a peanut allergy and, yeah. they're, and they're like acting tough and funny yeah like like you know like like uh, you know i said it's it's not my actual nephew so i accept son but like he would talk he would talk to me and tell me i'm stupid and tell me i'm not funny and it's like listen if i hit you with one bag of cashews <laughs> your life is over right. like that's like literally i doesn't i don't have to murder you i don't right. have to leave you anywhere i can just be like i don't know what happened i went in his room and now he's not breathing not you even cuz i dropped a bag of cashews not even the, not even the cashew just a little dust just a little pecan a little dust. dust yeah so just you, rub it on his neck so you have no leg to stand on yeah it's like just be case. a nice kid right just be really nice yeah but um i i did want to go back to your father again just because i want to wrap this up so my dad he died at 74 in a car accident as yeah, you know I remember yeah. but he uh he was down to one artery in his heart and oh my god but he was living his fucking life and he had uh open heart surgery twice and he was like eating whatever he wants drinking he ate through the first open heart surgery in oh like five years it's supposed to last at least 10 to 15 he he needed another one after five years i want to get and, uh, and, and and sorry and we wanted him to eat right and my, one of my brothers would get really upset like why don't you just yeah. have a salad and yeah. and we're like what you know what are you eating and he's like i'm eating chicken wings and we're like that's the worst thing to eat if you yeah. if you had uh quadruple bypass surgery and know what his answer was? What? What? It's chicken. <laughs> what? It's what? Chicken. It's chicken. It's chicken. And then you realize, like, when your parents get older, we're still young and we want to live as as long as yeah. possible. To them, they live their lives, and you're like, you know yeah. what? I told a lot of my siblings, let him be. He, yeah. He, he, he's done it all. He's look, raised his kids. And he and went he, out, you know, and in a way that was unexpected. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He went out wonderfully. He went out texting and driving. <laughs> no, <yeah>. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, you know what I want to do? I want to do a he lot. Went out, he went out checking his grinder. <laughs> <laughs> While trying to make a left on a busy highway. You know what I want to do, dude? You know. He wasn't doing? driving, though. I, I need to... He actually walked himself to the ambulance and gave all his info in in the back of the ambulance. He, so then, how did he die? They then? didn't. They didn't put him on a fucking stretcher, uh, Christy D. He he walked to the ambulance. He was After sitting the in the back. They're like, "We got to get you checked out. You obviously have a broken uh, wrist or arm." Right. Uh, he got a, a pretty serious uh, bump to the head. He was on uh, blood thinners because of the heart shit. So they didn't know to check his head and he had like a brain leak or something? Uh, no, the, so the, uh, the the brain just swelled and that put him into a, a coma uh, that he never woke up uh, from. So You know what I'd like to do the next episode? I want it to be me and you. We'll do a live podcast live from Carl's cardiologist's office. <laughs> Let's do that. Just with all the fucking shit food he eats. How great would it be to just live, just listen to a cardiologist just Tell him that every artery is blocked. <laughs> oh, he would just—he he would have a ball with it. You yeah, know what I mean, I do what I want. I do what I want. Yeah. I love—I know—I love—I love—I love Carl so much. It's so—I—he's I, like one of those. You know, like he—he's he, got an Instagram and Twitter that I seek out. And you know whose Instagram and Twitter I see or Instagram I seek out? Do you guys know Kyle Dunnigan? No. Mm-mm. Oh my God, he's got the funniest fucking Instagram. Really? He like—he does—he puts like those Snapchat filters. On his face, yeah, like he does, like a Ray Liotta Chantix commercial. Oh, I seen that. I saw that How one because that, that went viral. That, that was went hilarious. I mean, and he does Kim Kardashian, you right. know, Bruce, uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, yeah. all that shit. It's right. it's fucking 
hilarious. I hate seeing Ray Liotta in those commercials. Why would he do that? Yeah, How great. poor is he? I know, man. He comes to the comedy cellar sometimes too. Well, Ray Liotta. I, I uh, all the years I did radio, he was one of the few that I was intimidated by, and oh, I'm yeah. not intimidated anymore because those dumb uh, Chantix commercials. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you see his arm when he's trying to throw the ball to the dog. <laughs> yes. Got a broken arm. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, can't, he can't even throw it 10 feet in his tiny backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the next one that's going to go off the rails. What do you mean? You because he's on Chantix. That's what Mel Gibson was on oh, really? when he did the sugar tits bit. Really? He drank oh. and he, he had a couple of drinks. Yeah. But he was on Chantix, and Chantix fucks with your brain. Interesting. I never that, do that. That's Robert, uh, also known as Littlefoot. <laughs> we Robert, we Little... learned he has a, a, a size six foot. You have seven a and a half. Uh, you he's, have a seven and a half shoe? He's yes. trying to say it's seven and a half. That's really look at it. It doesn't look like too little. Yeah, because I think now we're now that we point out, we're we're all convinced that he's buying bigger (laughs) shoes. Because yeah, that looks more normal now, Robert. Why do you have a zipper on your shoe? (laughs) (laughs) He's a thirty-eight inch waist. But what I learned through, I'm losing. I'm dropping lbs. You look good. You look good in the special. Thanks. No, you really did. What I didn't know was you have a 38-inch waist. I didn't know you had a 32-inch length. <laughs> you're, you're four inches taller than me, and I, you got the same length like, as I, I know, do. I got, I got little baby legs. <laughs> I got a long torso. It sucks. It's unbelievable. I know. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the special was great. I, I, I made all sorts of notes, but... Um, Thank you. Uh, did you really start 2019 with explosive diarrhea? Because I haven't seen my friend Christy D in a little while. Oh, yeah. I started it off bad. That's a great way to start yeah, a Yeah, just shitting my year. fucking brains out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, fucking, you know, because the night before. Because, you know, I said, you know what? I don't want, I was supposed to do shows for New Year's Eve. I was supposed to, you know, go out. I was like, fuck it. I don't want to do that. Right. So me and my daughter, we went to Pizzeria Uno yeah. um, in, in Bay Ridge. And then we put on, we threw on, um, her, we had just been to Hershey Park a couple days before, so we both got matching Hershey Park onesies. And we sat down, we got some s'mores, we ate some chocolate, we drank, you know, I drank a couple of brews. She had her Nutella chocolate milk, and we fell asleep at 11 p.m. And it was the, it was like the most memorable New Year's Eve ever. But then I woke up the next morning and just shit my brains out in <laughs> oh Pizzeria Uno and Nutella chocolate milk <laughs> and beer. <laughs> You think you had food poisoning, or did you get a little uh, a little bug? I think I might. No, I think it might. I don't know if it was food poisoning. I think it was all the mixing. Yeah, that's of a stuff. lot. A lot of different yeah. stuff. And then I and then I had and then I was sneezing a lot, so I took yeah. a Claritin D. So to mix an antihistamine into all that was just like the. Yeah, it was but, the perfect. Uh, yeah. uh, combination. You were gonna say something, Robert? Oh, okay. Robbie Zipper, Robert Zipper shoe. <laughs> Zipper foot. <laughs> yeah, right. How, how's your daughter doing? She's good, man. She's three. I love her on Instagram. Yeah, she, she don't give a shit. I know. I was trying to do like a promo and be like, right. tell, tell them to watch my special. And she was like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. She wants, so obviously she's three. So it's like to get her to sit down and do anything, just to even like show she wants to watch. Like, you know, she's moving around. She wants to get this toy, get that toy. Yeah. I put on my special for her. I put it low and, and I put it on and she sat for all 60 minutes. She didn't move once, even through the commercial breaks. She just sat and watched because we had a DVR. She just sat and watched and didn't laugh once. So like she, so I've never seen her sit still for sixty minutes. Yeah. She sat and watched my whole special. People would laugh. She would look up at me, then look back at the TV, and literally didn't laugh and didn't say a word. After the special was done, she got her blanket, went into her her back room, and took a nap. 
What do you think she was thinking? I don't know. Did you get notes the next day? No, I mean, she She obviously is curious. That's like, oh, that's my daddy on the TV that I watch my, what's her, what's her uh, TV show? Uh, Probably like a Peppa Pig. TV show right now? Yeah, she's doing, she's thinking of Peppa Pig. Uh, You don't have Yo Gabba Gabba. That was a big one for us, but you can't find that one on TV anymore. Well, it's Peppa Pig, but now a lot of them are just like, they're not even shows. Like you just go on YouTube and Uh, play, you know, like Daddy Shark. Yeah. Yeah, that Daddy Shark song. She'll watch that. There's all episodes for Daddy Shark. And, and is she watching all their kids open up their toys yeah she watches that such a weird culture with these kids on youtube it's they, like they unboxing know. for kids yep my kids know other families better than their own family exactly. meaning me and my uh my wife and do your kids watch that family play video games like all they do is they they watch other people other families play video games well that's a biggie yeah. those channels where people are just playing video games they get massive i mean those people are numbers. multi-millionaires yeah they that. are like truly oh it, the guys on twitch Oh, no, yeah. well, it's well, it started YouTube. on YouTube as well, and then Twitch really took it to the next level. Do we but... have to get Twitch now? Is that like if we want to be in entertainment, we have I, to I, have I, Twitch? I guess. I mean, I, I've been to the top of the mountain, so I'm just like, whatever. 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 Yes, I'm in that... a lounge talking to you, <laughs> yeah. hoping to get a few fucking downloads. That's, yeah, see, that's all I need now, Chris. Yeah, it's No it, more stress, no more pressure. I don't have to be a boss anymore. I'm just hanging see, and having like, a good time. You know what? Like I haven't been anywhere near as high as you. But, like, just to be – like, the last five years, like, I've made, like, a, a really good – for me, like, living doing this. And now that I, like, own a place and, like, have everything in order, I was really thinking about – it's like, I don't care if I ever, like, get in a movie or, like – it's almost like I don't want to be right famous because then my whole life will be taken apart. I want a career where, Well, like, and then everyone wants to grab you and pull you the fuck back down, down to earth. I don't want it at all. It's like I want a, a career where it's like – I'm selling tickets to my fans, right. and I can do that in perpetuity and have a Patreon right. and 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 people and, and like I don't need to be this mainstream famous guy. Right. I don't need it anymore. It, I'd rather not have it. I'd rather be able to make a living. Like if you told me I could make what I make, you know, now and do that every single year, I mean, it'd be sad. fine. Where like you know what I make in a year, which more than satisfies my whole life. If Kevin Hart. Yeah, Mate, that's what Kevin Hart would make in a week. But see, he's you know? downplaying it. He was. He, I, I went downstairs to get him. Uh, you know, we're only on the fourth floor. He got recognized three times before we even got up to this floor, and, and that's out of four people that we saw. <laughs> so I mean, he's downplaying it. Chris is uh, pretty well known, and that's if comedy uh, survives. By the way, because getting back to that point, yes. which scares you, you should not worry about any of that and just do your stuff. Because because yeah. uh, anyone with a brain knows you don't have hate in your heart and, and right. you're you're a, a loving uh, human being. Yeah. And I mean that uh, we could go back to jokes, but I, I did want to make that point. I appreciate it. But the problem is the youth of America, this this new generation. This might be the way they want it, which scares me because it's. I think it's our job to try to explain comedy to them and like yeah. what they're doing wrong. But yeah. I don't think they want to hear the message. Not and at I all. think they want really incredibly safe comedy now that doesn't piss off anybody in the in, in the in, in the comedy club. And it feels like they want a lot of revenge. I mean, you know, I know it was like a big story. And I'm sure you guys talked about it, but like you know that whole Kevin Hart Oscars tweets thing. It's like you know if you have to go back, yeah, ten years and find any homophobic tweets, then clearly the man has changed and you're making a stink because you just want revenge. Because if you wanted him to change, then you have the evidence he has. It's like all these people are always like, oh, actions speak louder than words. Until you want to take somebody down, then all of a sudden it's words speaking louder than actions. So it's all this, It's it to me, man, it really feels like a lot of weak people. They're so fucking weak just trying 
to get a foothold in this business. It's like I my goal for my comedy is obviously I want to sell tickets and also like I just want the respect for my peers that I'm one of the comedians that they said, you know what, Chris is Chris would have been funny in any decade and he's not just funny because of 2019 parameters. Right. I think a lot of our peers right now in comedy are just have a career because 2019 is dictating that they can have a career. Where like you put, you know, legend, like whatever, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Bill Burr, Chris Rock, these people, they're funny in 1979 and 2019. Yeah, yeah. But some other guys, it's like you only have a career because it's right now and you're hearing, you're saying what these people want to hear and it's all bullshit. What, and what's going on with you, your fellow comics just ratting each other out. It's gross. You guys got to stick together. It's gross. They have no. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I, mean, I leave that to radio. I talk. <laughs> I talk about it in my special it's where I'm like nobody, nobody gets punched in the face anymore. The best thing that happened was growing up in a tough neighborhood and getting hit. Yes. And having actual physical consequences for my actions. It's like you know people stand by their opinions now on Twitter. It's like you're just standing by it because no one's hitting you. Uh-huh. I've had wild opinions and then someone's punched me in the face. You get you get punched in the face. Yeah. 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 You'll think uh, I would never rat out anybody, right? Yeah, nope. So, but I think I think these kids today they don't want to hear it. But but and it's too fucking bad, and it's scary for you guys. And it's scary, and it's exactly what you said. It's the scariest part of it all is I think that it's just changing. Right, like a nineteen-year-old kid is never going to like the type of comedy that crosses the line. He or she or they are going to like the type of comedy that doesn't cross the line and is more of like a TED talk with a couple of punchlines. That's, that's what it is. That's scary. And now, with that said, uh, Comedy Central lets you do some uh, some of the, the gay stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And now, and I was impressed by that. And and, and because I, your dad thinks you're, uh, I don't know, he thinks you're. Did he say gay, uh, homo? What homo? Is, you know, he think, yeah. He uh, just, but he thinks because you you eat blueberry yogurt, yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty gay thing to do. By the way, I swear, and I'm not trying to make a bit. Yeah. As you're saying that line, I'm eating a blueberry yogurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a blueberry yogurt this morning in the car. It's, it's delicious. A blueberry fudge, and, uh, and I'll eat a carton of blueberries. Well, that's in why one I, sitting, but they have to be cloudy, Chris. They can't be too mushy. You yeah, understand? Can't be too fucking mushy. Right. But, but, um. But, yeah. But they let you do it. So Comedy Central, and they they signed me to like this this overall deal where I I'm going to do a second hour special for them by the end of this year, by the end of 2019, early 2020. Nice. A cartoon. We have a cartoon wow. about my life and development. So like that CBS pilot yeah, that yeah. I had that didn't go. Yeah. It's almost like a blessing in disguise because now I could take all that material that CBS, you know, just by the confines of their network, had to make corny and boy, yeah, 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 yeah. middle America. Comedy Central said, you know what? Take that story. Let's make a cartoon. You want to do jokes about your dad thinking you're gay because you're doing blueberry yogurts? Write the scene. Wow, we'll put it out. That's so they're giving awesome. me an, whether it gets on the air or not. It's like I've it'll get on the air. I've known enough now that like you can have all the shit going for you, and it just doesn't get picked up. Powers be, I get it. Yeah, but to I'm gonna have a real chance to like just make the show that I want to make and put every joke. Peanut allergies, blueberry. I don't have to. I don't have to fucking. I don't have to compromise on anything. They were like, "Yerk, we we giving you the deal. Right. You make the show. Right. With this guy Dan Powell, who created Inside Amy Schumer, who's a powerhouse yeah, yeah, at Comedy sure. Central and great guy, and he's a funny, brilliant mind. And he's like, "Dude, I watched your special. Here's 
Let's do it. Let's make these jokes. Let's talk about your baby mama. Let's do all that shit. And we'll put it in a cartoon and we'll see what happens. When you talk about your baby mama with Giannis Papas on uh, History oh, yeah. of Hyenas, it's hilarious. And, yeah. then, and then you got to deal with uh, your baby mama's mother. Yeah. And you have to bring her around for chores. Is that shit based yeah. on anything that's true? Yeah. I just, you know, it's just. it's Because she can't walk or something? <laughs> it's just what it is with her. So you. Why ju- are you involved with everybody? I don't know, dude. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, me and my kid's mom have, you know, we live separately now. We've been together for two years. How many times I got to go to the airport and just pick up some Puerto Rican relative that doesn't speak English and be like, get in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> you know? So, but it's just, you know what? Are you guys getting along? Oh, yeah. We get along great. Oh, good. I, I am the type of guy who I don't want any drama with her, or any drama in my life. Smart. It's like, look, we have a child, okay? Let's not get on each other's nerves. Like, it, even in, like, things like if she wants, you know, Go on a vacation or something. Like, I'm down to do anything. I just want... Life doesn't have to be hard. Right. I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, we're divorced now, so we have to hate each other. No, you don't. I don't care. Yeah. Like, let's just be happy. We have a beautiful kid. We're doing what we want. Like, let's just it, stop. Not everything has to be a problem. It, it breaks my heart when the couples break up and they use the kid. Oh, God. It's gross. Dude, I lived in Huntington, and uh, my landlord was in a yeah. bad divorce, and he yeah. would have the kids, and then there would be this scene on the front lawn and the Cops would have oh. to show up because yeah, he didn't bring them back in time or, or, or all this nonsense. And you would see the kids hovering like it's, in yeah. tears. It's, it's like, it's, how about you leave that shit for when the kids can't yeah. hear you? No, so now me me and her mom, we're like very good co-parents. It's all about the baby. Like we do th- like when my dad went to the hospital, she came, right. you know, to like support me. Like it's all good. Like would, would you guys no th- problems. Would you consider her a friend now? I would actually. I truly would nice. consider her a friend. With benefits? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> masturbate to it. <laughs> and then on your special, you brought up the fact that uh, uh, your daughter was uh, not planned. Oh, yeah. How, how are you going to Whoops. How are you gonna explain that in, in, oh. in the coming years? Oh, my God. Because so, my kids are starting to ask questions. Really? About being a shock jock and stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. That, that's the thing, man. Our kids are going to hear everything we've ever said or done. I yeah, mean, it's, absolutely. It's on there forever. So. I'm one of those – I'm the kind of dad who I th- – this is what I want to be. We'll see once she gets older. But I- I'll be the dad that instead of says – instead of preaches abstinence, I'll just give her condoms. I'll yeah. just be like, look, I- I'm-, I'm trying not to be naive here. Like I- I- I'm not your friend, right. you know, but you can certainly talk to me about anything. I'm still an authority figure. But also it's like I'm not going to be naive and be like you're not having sex. You're not- I'm just going to tell you what can happen to you yeah. if you take – you know, like our friend Kevin Barnett just passed away a couple right. of days ago. He took a bad molly. And that's he- what it was? Oh, that's what people are saying. I don't Actually, I don't know publicly. Uh, we don't know yet technically. Well, but it had to be something. It had to be something like right. that. And, you know, that it's like, so that shit can happen. So I'll, like, walls. make my daughter aware of those dangers. But I don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. So I can't pretend. And actually, that philosophy of it has really just been, like, a new philosophy for me since my anxieties went down. Because two years ago, I would be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track everything. And I realized, like, no, 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 no. That's not reality. Right. Reality is you teach them as best they can how to get out of the jungle and just hopefully we, they do it. We try to be as open as we can to our kids. Yeah. We curse in front of them and they're the ones saying, don't say that word stuff. And then we no. try. To, but we try to explain to them, like, it's just language. I don't care. We yeah. go, we, this is what we say. I don't care if you hear a curse. We just don't care. And that's the truth. Yeah. But if you curse, you are going to get in trouble at school right. and elsewhere. Right. We don't want you cursing. Yeah. But we don't want you to think because you hear a curse that it's a, it's this over-the-top big yeah. deal. 
Here's Tim Sabian. Uh, there he is. Where he's going to now distract the, the It podcast. looks like he needs an echocardiogram. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come in now that you fucking interrupted the podcast and say hi? Tim. Yo. What's up, Tim? Chris hey, Stefano. Hey, hey how what's you up, brother? brother? How you doing, man? What's Good going on? Everything. Hey. You got Vinny Favali. Uh, hey, Vinny Favali. Oh, hey, Vinny, what's up? Uh, it's been a while, bro. You don't know who he is, you lying piece of shit. Franks and Bates, brother. You were there? Hey. What's up, man? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. no worries. Absolutely. We had a great flow. All right. That's usually Tim's job to mess up everything. That guy looks a little Franks and Beans. All right, he... Tim runs the whole thing, and he should know better that if you're going to stick your big, fat, fucking tomato head in, <laughs> he does have a against, tomato head uh, against the window, it might distract the flow of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, uh, our point is we want to be as open as we yeah. can with our kids, and you know, uh, yeah, it's like my daughter. You know, I I'm honest with my daughter. Like they told her in school last week, she came when we were talking, and I was like, I was school and whatever, and she goes, oh, she goes, I learned that we're all created equal. I was like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> I was like, that's not true. I was like, you need to treat everybody with respect and dignity. I said, but what do you mean you're all crazy? I was like, right. there's a kid in your class who has one arm. Right. You have two. Right. I'm like, it's not, it's not, and that's true. It's like, what do you, stop lying. You're not created equal. That's a fucking lie. My, uh, uh, our kids are in a school. There's one of everything. Yes. Everything. Good. You want to talk about inclusive? Is it called the? Do you have any babies? Everything. Do you have any babies? Like kids that you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl, and the parents are like, "We don't see gender in our child." Have you seen that child abuse shit yet? Uh, what do you mean, uh, uh, child abuse? Like, like people, parents, parents who say my child doesn't have gender. They don't. I don't see gender in my child. It's a baby. We don't call it a boy or a girl. We just let him or her express themselves. That's child abuse. We. Uh... It's what it is. We, the uh, opinions expressed by Chris Stefano were not cared by Westwood One. <laughs> no, but we yeah. come from a different time where yeah. this is what I say. You got to give us time to figure all this exactly. stuff out. Yeah. It's, getting a, it's getting crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. I respect anybody. Right. Anybody. Who, I, whatever you want to do, you do. Right. But when you start confusing a child, right. what do you mean you're going to let a child pick their gender? Right. Are you out of your fucking mind? He or she is four or five years old. Right. When they're 10, 11, 12, 13, okay. Right. But a five-year-old? You don't let a four or five-year-old do anything. Well, you have to tell them everything to do. Believe it or not, I'm going to take the other uh, the other point here today. Yeah, do it. Um, and my podcast, when I say something wild, we have a button that says Wei Shan Qian. I know. And then, so I want to Wei Shan Qian myself. And what does that mean, by the way? Wei Shan Qian is just something, if we say anything wild, yeah. and obviously like we're just kidding, yeah. we hit the Wei Shan Qian button because um, it just is like... Uh, I forgot how we how it all happened organically. Like there was like a Chinese fucking episode we did, okay. and we said something wild, and the producer <laughs> accidentally hit the Wei Shan Qian button. It was like some name. Oh, all right, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. kept it, and now it's like that's how we get away with saying whatever we want to say because we're like, yeah. listen, we're not obviously like how you just said the opinions are not expressed by Westwood oh, One. Oh no, I don't care. We just do Wei Shan Qian. Yeah, I don't care. And then we're, and then we're like, okay, I, I don't care. I'll do this on Facebook Live. Well, no, but I like to have a com- <laughs> I'd like to have an honest conversation right, about it because I I want to see it the other way, but it's hard for me. Here's the other side. Yeah. I I uh, I'll say this. Okay. Uh, and no, it's not my kid. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, we got one. You have one kid in the class. Not, not me in right. the class. Right. Who's and a it, gender, non-gender specific. Uh, they're twins. Hold on, hold on wait. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, they're go twins. Ahead. Yeah. 
And I'm actually going to stick up for this point, and I yeah. disagree with you. So there's, there's no, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested. There's, there's twins in one of my kids' classes around, let's just say around five, five, right. or, five or six. Right. A boy, a biologically, a boy and a girl. I'll say okay. it that way. Good. The boy comes to school at five years old as a girl. Okay. At five. And, and at first, I was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then I had an open mind. You got to have an open mind if you live in New York City. You understand that. Absolutely. Other places in, in America, I finally have realized, maybe you don't need an open mind. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to get away with that, sh- that shit in New York City. You have to have an open mind. You right. see some crazy shit every day. So I had a bit of an open mind. I'm like, all right, let me see what this is all about. And I, I was watching from afar. The kid seems incredibly happy. He seems very comfortable dressing as right. as a little girl. Uh, and, and that's how uh, this person is living living his his slash her uh do you think five the parents put life. it in his head like have you ever his talked parents to his are, parents his parents are gay so now we just lost the midwest yes <laughs> goddamn <laughs> queers <laughs> they just stopped the podcast <laughs> so you got my dad just turned it off <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you got you got two guys as the parents they have uh uh two kids and the and the little boy is dressing as a girl i mean it doesn't get more so uh more it, crazy than that well, i think but it might be a practical but this is the cool part because you only have to buy i mean listen you're buying now you're just buying one gender clothes they're buying just two sets of girl clothes. I mean, that's got to be cheaper than right. an outfit for a boy right. and an outfit but for this, a girl. This is the cool part about the whole thing. So I'm like, wow, man, th- th- this family must get a lot of shit because I'm a stupid fuck from Long Island that I'm, I'm still trying to learn as I get older. And, uh, you know, a little time went by and you realize, guess what? The teachers, uh, the rest of the students, and the rest of the parents in this particular school don't give a fuck. Right. They don't even think twice about it. I'm right. like, I learned I learned a little something so, about it. And yeah. I personally think, but I'm not in that situation. I do agree with you. I feel like it's too young to go, okay, this is what you want. We'll let right. you do it. But I, I'm sure someone that knows way more than us would scream at us for making that point. But Yeah, well, well. The, I'm like, how how does a five-year-old know? But see, this is good. And this is what I wish more people would do is just have conversations. Because let's be honest. If you and I weren't friends and say I didn't know you and you were another type of person, you could easily take what I just said before edit it up, put it out, and be like, I'm a piece of shit, even though we just had a conversation. And I'm like, you know oh, what? Yeah, yeah. You're helping me see it yeah. a better way. But because yeah. people are just, goes back to the Kevin Hart thing, they just want revenge. They're just waiting right. for a guy who looks like me, right. straight white guy who looks like me, to say something wrong. Yeah. And then they're like, fucking pounce on you, where it's like, I'm being like, look, the only way you learn is by saying things that are wrong and making mistakes and then learning from it. Of so course. it's like, there's no apologies no. ever for me. Well, that's you know? why, going back to my other point, uh, the, the comics attacking each other and telling each other what they should and shouldn't yeah. do. You guys are fucking stupid because there's a full-on attack going on with yeah. uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. And, and if you guys don't stick together and really, uh, you know, uh, speak out, you're all going to be in trouble, man. That's what happened to radio. I yeah. get this point, and Robert's probably bored of hearing it because I've, I've said it many times in the podcast. But when I'm a said nappy-headed hose, me and Anthony yelling and screaming – that that was perfectly acceptable, and fuck Al Sharpton because he's making it this into a huge race thing. Right. When everyone that has a fucking brain knows that I missed that day was going for a dumb joke, right? Fell flat, I guess, for a lot of people. And then, sure. how do you go from a guy trying to make a dumb joke to making it a massive race uh, racist issue? Now, hold on, let me let me just finish yeah. this point. We were one of the only shows that stuck up for Imus. Not many did. The black shows. 
couldn't wait for the guy to get fired for that. And I'm like, you all are so fucking stupid because they're coming after you next. Yeah. And fast forward, <laughs> it's been over 10 years now. Yeah. Regular radio is just destroyed. No one's oh. saying anything anymore because of, of the it's consequences. It's unlistenable. Right. It's unlistenable. And that's what, okay. So here's, here's what I think. Here, here's what I think. Here's what I hope for. I think that because there's still, yes, there's a large majority of people, and I'm not sure it's as big as people think it is. But there's a good amount of people who just want the PC stuff, who just want, you know, say everything appropriate, do basic knock-knock jokes, fine. But there's also a very, very large population of people that just want to hear it the way it is. Right. And hopefully through things like podcasting, Patreon.com, you know, finding our content on the Internet, right. they'll be like, we'll come to your show. Right. And then we can still have careers. Because I'm someone, I'm liberal. I'm right. a liberal comedian. Right. But yet I'll say things sometimes that are truthful. But if some really extreme liberal comedians heard me, they'd be like, oh, my God, listen to my podcast. They'd be like, oh, my God, what what you're saying. Because, I, you know, for example, I say, I say, uh, you know, as a joke, uh, you know, if the, the giant – Three months ago, the Giants took a bad loss. It was like 90 degrees. Yeah. And I was like, look, man, when the Giants lose and it's over 90 degrees, Chinese people aren't safe around me. It's just what it is. <laughs> I was like, I'll hit a Chinese person. And, you know, and like Chinese fans of the show was like, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, la- they'll send me videos. They're like, the Chinese aren't safe. They're like, Dad, you're not safe. I'm laughing because a five foot four dude would kick your <laughs> He'd ass. Kick my ass. And that's the funniest part of, of it. Of course. I'm- but it's like, you know, if I could you imagine if I said that just as a joke? Right. You well, know, I mean, I'd keep fucking over. Well, that leads to the Louis C.K. thing and all that horse sure. shit you guys are going through, which is, uh, you know, and, uh, and, com- and, comedians yeah. will say stuff. Let me just uh, dumb it down for people. Yeah. You guys will say stuff in a fucking comedy club because I dare I say the word that I hate, but I'm going to say it. You're in a safe space or or, or you thought, because yeah. now everyone's taping you motherfuckers, where you're like, I could get away with saying some pretty dark, evil, yeah. funny shit because I'm in a comedy club and you pay to see this and see something right. a little different. You wouldn't say that same shit uh, out, out uh, uh, I don't know, help me out here, maybe like at a Starbucks yeah, or at yeah, a church. Well, because you're, of course. Not, you're not performing, right? So the right. whole, it's wrapped into a, perf- now now you're having people uh, make a judgment on the comedian as a person because yeah. of their art, because of their performance, yeah. right? And, and to be honest, the joke that Louis C.K. had that got leaked was a funny joke. I, I, it's, it's talking about school shooting and highlighting that, right. but it's fun. I mean, the guys, I, you pay money to go into a basement dude, to watch someone cross the line. It drove me nuts to watch, con- like, seasoned comedians go, well, if you're going to make a joke like that, at least yeah. make it funny. I'm like, it was funny. funny. Yeah, And, then and I'm, guess what? And I, I got to say this. I'm obsessed with the whole school shooting thing and how this country can't figure that shit out. I take that stuff really seriously. Yeah, we got kids in school. Right. So, but I could I could take that topic very seriously and also find a joke about it kind of funny. Exactly. And he was also working on that material. Yeah. It wasn't ready for the public, but some asshole taped him that day. But all you, all not you, but a lot of comics yeah. just ignored all those things that they know to be true. Sure. And and then and just leap on and jump on yeah. Louis C.K. Because you know, no offense to your uh, your profession, but a lot of you guys want to see the big guy get pulled of back course. down to fucking earth. That's what they want. So they're like, this is our time to finally pull Louis back down to our level. And two years ago, you couldn't find one comedian or... Or even one public person, or even one... I've never saw one tweet ever about how anybody didn't like Louis C.K.'s comedy. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, I never really liked him. He was never my cup of tea. Oh, really? You fucking pussy? Because that wasn't what it was two years ago. And look, what Louis did is like... Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Of course he shouldn't have right. done that, but the guy shouldn't lose his career over no, it. No, the, the, the problem that I have with 
all of this is the fakeness. I think when you grow up in New York and you got hit, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. Like I said, I've been punched, I've been beat up. I can spot a phony from a mile away. Right. From a mile away, I'm like, you're fake as fuck. Right. And I can see it. Like most times when I see a guy who, you know, who's a self-proclaimed feminist. Right. It's like, I, I don't know. You're hiding something, buddy. Right. I support women too. I have a little, I have a little girl. I yeah. want my daughter to be the president of the United States. I want to be the CEO of a company. Yeah. I want to get paid the same. I'm not a feminist. What does that mean? That I'm just going to fucking cut my dick off yeah. and be mad at myself because I'm a guy? Yeah. Because that's what these guys say. Yeah, I understand. And it's gross. And, and, and it's fake. And that's when, what it is. And when you have a daughter, there's a lot of categories in the, in the porn categories that yeah. you just don't watch anymore. I don't watch them at all. I feel <laughs> really, guilty. Having a daughter has really ruined my yeah. uh, my viewing experience. I'm yeah, like, I, I feel really guilty watching <laughs> fucking right, all the porn I, I watch. Right, I can't watch something. And look, man, it's all subjective. You can you have every right to have your opinion. Every right. I I know a lot of you guys, man. I mean, we're all creeps. We're all creeps. And Not that I'm a stand-up comedian, but I, I'll throw myself in there too. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, if they only knew what some of you guys were up to. Yeah. Holy shit. You know what I think a lot of it is, man? You know what I think a lot of this shit is? Is that, um, you know, a lot of comedians, you know, growing up, you know, they were, you know, outcasts. And that's where they developed a sense of humor. They were maybe... Not the best looking guys, certainly didn't play sports, so they never realized, they never had any attention from women yeah. until they started to get famous, so all of a sudden they don't know what to do. Right. You know, like, it's different if you're a guy who, like, you were been getting attention for females for a long time, like, you develop, like, at 15, 16 year old, years old, you realize, hey, you can't be a pervert around these girls, are going to get upset. Right. But when you never had any interaction, and I'm not saying that's an excuse, but it's the reason. Bro, man. And that's why it happens, you see, in a... I in, never had to be a pervert. You know... Uh, yeah. You should have saw what I used to look like. Man. Oh my god, dude! I yeah. would just fucking hang out at that bar. They came to me, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't need a rap or nothing. <laughs> you just fucking look great. Look man. at these baby blues. Absolutely. I, I know they're a little saggy underneath the baby <laughs> yeah, blues. You but... look like a young Billie Jean King, <laughs> right? <there. laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Bravo. So uh, let me ask you this because I just finished watching season two of um, on Amazon, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, which, which I haven't about, seen. I gotta watch. Season two is great. The sort of the history of comedy from a female perspective in the 50s, um, late 50s and early 60s, and Lenny Bruce um, f f figures really prominently. But comedy was very safe then. It was set up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. Nobody yeah. was doing – so this show is about telling, you know, real and right. how comedy has, has evolved and fighting censors. And there were laws against the kind of comedy you do today and other comedians do. So I'm – Wondering if you think because I'm watching this PC culture and, and and this are they trying to push this pendulum back? Not to go down a conspiracy theory rabbit right. hole, but if comedians who are honest right. and funny can't right. make money being honest and funny and have to do these setups and and and, yeah. and you know is it that's where I'm f afraid that it's all everybody's going to get pigeonholed and it's all going to move back sixty years. Well, might, I mean, no. yeah. Oh, sorry. Can I answer? Yeah. And then you jump in yeah, too. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we're heading that way. And then eventually people will get sick of that and we'll move back to like being way more edgy and shocking and all that. But this current state, I really believe it's the, it goes right back to everyone gets a fucking trophy. Yes. You don't yep. know. You don't know heartache. You don't know loss. Yep. You know your team never loses. Everyone gets ice cream. Everyone gets a fucking trophy. Yeah. Schools uh, uh, don't keep score. When they yep. have sporting events, 
There are schools that don't actually give letter grades anymore. It's all this attempt at this and, utopia. So now you're now you're that person that has grown up. Now you're in a comedy club and they're making fun of whatever. Uh, yeah. Pick a topic. They, they're like, what? What the fuck? It's like the first time they're exposed to this for some reason. We grew up on the playgrounds yeah. and and on the school buses where everyone just beat the shit out of each exactly. other. Exactly. If you had a dumb mole that uh, you yeah. didn't take care of, you know, you got it, ripped. It was hell. <laughs> now you have to just uh, you have to be so within the lines. And I think that I think that um what I thought oh uh, and I actually Giannis uh, had a conversation um with another comedian about this and it, it was interesting. It was like with so much. Oversaturation of entertainment. I mean, you can watch people, you know, millions of people are watching other people play video games and open gifts, and then you have 50 Netflix specials a week, and you have Comedy Central, and you have HBO, and you have all this content everywhere. The only way anybody or anything sticks out if it's if if it's so sensational. Right. So look at how sensational Nanette was. Look at how sensational this special is. Right. It's like because if it's just funny and honest, right? Who cares, right? right? Who cares? It's yeah. like, yeah, we have that. It has to be with a twist. It has to be, oh, this person did it while, you know, this this person's this this kind of way and that kind of way. Things have to be so over-sensational now to stick out. And it's like just being funny and honest at, at, isn't enough. Right. And But that's why I'm saying, like, I'm a person who I could care less at this moment if I ever – I would never want to be sensational just to be sensational to become an A-lister. Yeah. I'd rather – Make what I make. Just be yourself. And 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 live within my means yeah. and live in a two-bedroom apartment yeah. I own and the neighborhood I want to be in. Right. And just perform for my fans, for the people who want to hear me talk about what I want to talk about. I don't fucking care. Like, And I think people go for that. It's like, hey, listen, you want to go for that? You want to go be – the lead of a movie and you want to go do you know go out to hollywood and do that that's fine but under you better have you every single t you want to host the oscars every single tweet of yours every yeah. single thing on social media better be perfect because they will dig so why even why even give them a and, chance and it doesn't even make sense because the hate's never been worse yeah as, as it's like oh we got to be all inclusive and we can't make it fun of everybody face to face yeah. or or a comedy uh, yeah. comedian can't say certain things on a stage but then these same people yeah. uh that are being these social justice warriors they're yeah. on their twitter beating the shit out of everything they could find left eats the left man you it's say it's unbelievable so, you say it's all bullshit and, and like i said i am left i am liberal you right. know i voted i always vote democrat but it's like even i can see like hey man like this is not, I mean, Colin Quinn's new show, we just saw it, uh, Red State, Blue State. It's fantastic at right. the Manetta Lane Theater. Like, really, like, I think personally his best work. It was the first one I wasn't invited to. <laughs> My stars <laughs> dropped a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> first one. I've been to all the other ones. All the other premieres? <laughs> I saw all you guys having fun there, and I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, I didn't even know he, he has another show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I only went because I, I, when he was working out at the comedy <laughs> talk, no, I was, I, was op I was his opener, so. Yeah. I love Colloquick, for real. Yeah. I do. But that's all he talks about is like, you know, he's like, he's yeah. like I mean, you know, like one of his, you know, jokes is like, he's like, you know, we only, we only have two political parties, but 15 genders. He's like, you know, ah. he's, he's like, you know, there's, you know, you know, like the red states and the blue states. He's like, if you want to have a red state where everyone can have guns and you can be racist to do that, then do that. If you want to have a blue state where you're going to go to jail for being microaggressive, yeah. then have that. Because right. how, what you're having right now you, it's it's not unified. It's not the United States anymore. He said no. it's different pocket. He said what you can get away with, you know, in Texas, you just can't get away with in Portland. Right. And that's okay. So at what point are you just like, you know what? 
whatever your local branch wants, that's what those those it, are the rules you have to abide by. It scares me the political tribalism. Uh, in the old days in Washington, these guys would battle it out, but then at night they're having drinks together sure. and and discussing it still. And well, now it's and party dinner be- together, and now it's like all or nothing, which is so ridiculous to me because uh, it's split almost fifty percent. Sure. So you got. Fifty percent of the country wants the other fifty percent of the country to think like them. Cool. It's never well, going to happen. No, and it's party. Either way, by the way, this is. I'm not talking. Yeah. The Republicans should come on the side of the Democrats. Right. You know, it's working both ways, and it's insane that we're we're going to get nothing done to, to keep that philosophy going. And it's party before country now. Mm-hmm. You know that. That's oh my what god. It, that's yeah. what it is, and it and that's the scariest part because I mean, look, if it was country first, and this shutdown wouldn't be happening. Right. It just wouldn't be. It'd be like, well, the country, people are losing money. I mean, it's going to get to a point where the workers at the airport, whoever, people are going to start committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. And the blood's on the, the, blood's on the party's oh, hands. No. Yeah, it's, 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 if you put country first, this wouldn't be a problem. If this shutdown doesn't end soon, we're going to... It's going to be bad. Yeah, I we're going to see something pretty ugly. Something's going to happen. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, it, and, and, that, and, the, the, and what's the eye-opening part about that is like, man, now, I mean, look at like just the airport workers. Like, there really is like a pretty big divide where it's like so a guy's missing one paycheck he can't make ends meet like that shouldn't be it shouldn't be that way you should be making more money but that's how we all live right and i'm almost in the all category again <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you still got no, an eight-bedroom house no, we, you fucking wasp pretty much the majority of the country lives paycheck to paycheck and that right there but is that's a fu- problem that's fucking bullshit yeah. too but let's let's argue and like your side yeah. sucks and my side is great guess what both sides aren't great i hate yeah. to tell you that but is your life that much fucking better yeah. you're 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 living uh, paycheck to paycheck as well. I'm happy that guy left. Uh, Robert. Robert Littlefoot. Yeah, what? get Littlefoot out of here. His zipper shoe was pissing me off. What, was he uh, making you have some anxiety? Fucking no, I like Robert. We like Littlefoot too, and you, Chris. Hey, by the way, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and Indulgences Store teamed up with Halo Healthy Tribes. They partnered to create an indulgent line of hot beverage mixes. Great Valentine's Day gift. Here's Greg to tell you all about it. Oh yeah, we have a new sponsor to the Opie Radio Podcast. Want to welcome Indulgences.store. That's right, Valentine's Day is fast approaching. What are you going to do? Flowers? No, no, no! Don't do the flowers! Or you could do the flowers as a side thing, but why don't you try something new? Chocolate, really? Again? This year, do something original and indulgent for Valentine's Day. Something that rings the bell. Indulgences.store. Together with Halo Healthy Tribes, Indulgences.store has hot beverage mixes. All you have to do is add water for some of the most sumptuous mugs of hot cocoa and other flavors. They made me say sumptuous. I can tell you this much, it's delicious. And here's the problem. They said, at this point... Talk about your favorite flavors. The problem is they sent me a whole bunch of these things, and I'm down to uh, only two left. And I can't wait to try these. White chocolate cream cheese. It's called the Pink Velvet. Also, uh, chocolate mint cocoa called Mint Condition. You can check out more of their flavors on their website, indulgences.store. They taste spectacular, but they're also filled with spectacular stuff. 100% natural, no added sugar, superfoods. You know about the superfoods, right? Like the goji berries, the maca, the chia seeds. 
all that stuff. You got some of those natural oils that help you. These spectacular tasting beverages are loaded with MCT oil in addition to being 100% natural with no added sugar. OrganicAuthority.com called MCT oil the newest healthy fat nutrition craze. They're advantageous relative to other fats because they bypass the small intestine and are metabolized directly into the body by the liver, creating instant energy and can be turned into ketones for fueling the brain and heart instead of glucose. That sounds kind of cool. If you have heard about Bulletproof Coffee, well, MCT oil is the driving ingredient. There you go. These indulgent beverages are available in Valentine's Day gift packages starting as low as $39. But step up and be a man. Indulge her with all six flavors or save even more and enroll her in the subscription program to get 12 additional flavors over the course of the next year. Act now and get ahead of the Valentine's Crunch. There's a special deal just for my listeners. Enter Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout and save 10%. In addition, if you order before February 3rd, you'll also save $5 off shipping and handling. So, act quickly to save money. Get Valentine's Day covered with a gift you'll appreciate and that lasts and is enjoyed for months. Go to the website. Check it out for yourself. That's indulgences.store, promo code Opie, for 10% savings. And save yourself the grief. Remember, it is indulgences.store. Don't screw that up and type that .com. Not here, because it won't get you to the right place. That's indulgences, with an S, at the end, .store. With the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E. Quick phone call before we get back into the show with Chris Stefano at 888-505-OPIE. OPIE, Carl, Joey, Mark from Philly again. Just wanted to say, just caught up to 76, and just another amazing couple episodes this week. Great job, as always. Um, I did want to call and give a shout-out to the douchebag that um, Cream Face, or whatever the fuck his name is, they're called. Fuck your Patriots, okay? You're only there because of a phantom fucking roughing the passer. Brady's a fraud. He's a cheating ass bitch. LA's gonna smack your shit out of you. You lost to my backup quarterback on the Eagles last year. Now you're gonna get beat by a team that has seven fans showing up for a home game. The NFL hates you. The world hates you. You're done. You're gonna lose by seven. Take the fucking Rams and the money line. See you later, douchebag. Wrap it up, Joe. We have fighting amongst the troops. Creamy Butters. That was you making that call. Sounds like you got some sergeant from Philadelphia after you. Be careful there in Massachusetts. Like those athletes give a shit about your daily grind. God bless you and God help you. Let's get back to the show. There's a couple other things I want to get into. What do you uh, want to do? I want to go home. We're almost done. Relax. Right. This is the fun part now. Ooh, we got... Somebody just sent their tits. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I could still window shop. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Are you seeing anybody? No. Nah. Are you going to go gay in 2019? I already have. Have you really? All right. Look at that. You're still uh, you're still flirting with the devil, I see. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, crazy? I can't get away from that. <laughs> you got to, you got to, like, you got, you need, like, a good, you need, like, you need, like, an Irish girl. Yeah. 
just a yeah. you got to bring it back a little bit. Irish girls, have you no, went wild for too long. Yeah, I think. now I, now I just need a w- nice Irish girl with no fumes. <laughs> I like the no fumes. <laughs> thing. No fumes is funny, uh, right? Uh, very funny. Yeah. Um, and pl- and and it's not only wi- it's not only like genitalia. Like men and women have fumes or don't have fumes, but also places can have fumes. Yeah, and no fumes. So it's yeah. interesting. I understand that. So yeah. on your special, I learned more about you. Uh, oh yeah, a couple more notes. Yeah. Uh, I did know- you think it was good, or did you think I had some holes in it? No, I loved it. You thought it was good? Yeah. Through and through? All right, no, good. it's your time. No, because I respect your, no, respect I your love opinion it. on that. It's your time, man. Yeah, because I know you know, you know. No. You've you, seen a thousand specials. Yeah, no. You you, know? uh, you commanded that stage, and uh, the laughs were there. The material was great. All right. Um, you didn't puss out. Yeah. Which was nice. I said some. You found a really good balance. Yeah. And you're the type of comedian, now that we're talking about that, too, you do it uh, with a little bit of a wink in your eye, you know what I mean. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're if you're saying homo or this or that yeah. and, and some of the edgy mis, uh, material, you can almost feel like you're you're winking as you do it. Like, yeah. look, we're just having fun here, man. You yeah. know, I don't I don't mean anything by any of this, and it's important. And a lot of comics can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, they can't because yeah. the, the audience starts looking at them suspiciously. Like, yeah. wait, are you uh, yeah. are you uh, gay bashing now, right now or whatever the fuck? So uh, I knew about your a a d h d. Oh yeah. But it seems like you got that under control. Yeah, I do. I do have that for the most part under control. Now, I'm telling you, man, right now I'm 34. I feel like the healthiest, best version of me right now. Yeah. Where it's one of those things where it's like, you know, all those problems that I had, all that shit I was going through, you know, that like turmoil and stuff. It just feels behind me. And it feels like whatever's happening next, I can just handle it. You know, like like when I went through like a really bad breakup with my ex and I was like, oh, my God, I was fucking devastated and blah, blah, blah. And then the next relationship I had, it was like, you know, things didn't work out either, but it wasn't like on the floor. Yeah. And that's like kind of what I feel like with life now. It's like all that anxiety and depression. I feel like not that you ever beat it because it's always a part of you. Yeah. But I just feel like I can tolerate it now. I really, really can tolerate it. I get it. Like even like me, you know, like if this was two years ago, I may be like, oh, my God, uh, I can't. But now it's like, hey. What's gonna happen? It's gonna happen. Who cares? I think I think we're yeah. honest with each other. No, I I, I, know? I think and not even about that, but just in general, that's my life now. I think it's a very important discussion now. Very important because you guys are at the crossroads. You yeah, gotta, you got to figure out how this stand-up uh, comedy is gonna survive because yeah. it's getting scary out there. Yeah. But and I, I would suggest you live in the moment. It yeah. seems like you're now living in the moment. Yeah, uh, exactly. If and if it's not going to matter, like I said it before, if it's not going to matter in five years, yeah. I don't give it more than five minutes, and I just stay in the present. I I'm uh, I'm still working on that. I've worked on myself a lot in the last few years, right. a lot. Yeah, and I had incredible success. I can honestly say I wish I enjoyed it more. Right. Wow. I wish I enjoyed it more because now I'm not on that level. And I'm ha- I'm happier because I'm living in the moment. I was right. always like, "What's going to be the next thing?" Or trying to hold on to that fame and hold on to yeah. the success, the uh, the money, and all that. And it just drove me uh, not, not crazy, but I I was uh, riddled yeah. with anxiety and stress and all that. Yeah. Uh, and now I just live in the moment. When I'm walking around New York, yeah. I, I literally look up at the buildings and the trees. It's I, beautiful. I look like a a retard, <laughs> a, 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 a Franks and Beans, as you Franks guys. Say on your podcast. Like, yeah. I, I'm enjoying the dumbest, stupidest things now. Yeah. Which I kind of learned through uh, spirituality and meditation and stuff. Like, yeah. you really got to try to, like, uh, just grab the moment. And that's and why, be like, way more aware. Living life, you know, as life goes on, you just get wiser. Because, like, I even, like, just think about, like, my friend Kevin Barnett, who we just lost. Like, he was alive three days ago. And whatever he was worrying about, whatever he was delaying, 
he it's over now. Doesn't mean it's shit. It's over. Right. So it's like just just go because you're we're not getting out of this alive. Nobody's right. getting off this planet alive. We're right. all leaving. Our bodies are dying here. I don't know how old so, are you. Thirty four. You said. Yeah. You're you're not gonna die. You might be in that range. You son of a bitch. Oh, where I can upload I'm, my I'm, consciousness into a robot. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna just miss out. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you were right. so close with singularity and AI and stuff. You, Shit. You might actually make it. Yeah, I'm here forever, I'm bitch. I'm telling you, with the bionic, the bionic arms are getting better and the yeah. legs are getting better, and now they're putting little tiny. Uh, min- uh, uh, robots in your Nano body. robots, yeah. Yeah, that just search around and fucking keep you healthy. Yeah. And then they're, they're starting to think that you don't even need a body eventually and they can keep the brain alive through a computer. Sick. You might fucking make it, Chris. Yeah. Day. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Guys as old as me, we're just going to miss out on all that cool Dude. shit. Dude. Or, so, or you're going to at least go to 100. At yeah. At least. Well, we'll see. I got high blood high blood pressure, high cholesterol, so I got to take care of that. Well, with the anxiety, less that should be going down, no, too. No, every time I put it in, it's still through the roof. Uh, can I ask you, you don't talk about your mom that much. Right. And uh, I was laughing out loud because you were talking about your uh, ADHD and how she put your Ritalin in <laughs> cheese, cheese sandwiches. <laughs> That's what she would do. <laughs> she would open it up and sprinkle it on my cheese because she didn't want me to have to take a pill because she thought she would know that it was Franks and Beans. Oh, so you had no idea that you were medicated. Well, after at a while, first. I did. Yeah. At, at first, you know, because I, I would say, like, you know, I remember, like, a couple of weeks went by, and I was like, oh, mom. Like, I, she was like, how's it going? I was like, I'm really focusing. But, like, you know, I told her, like, my heart's, like, really racing a lot. Like, yeah. you should go to the doctor. And she was like, oh, well, maybe it's the medication. And I was like, what? And she was like, we, you know, we've been giving you this medication for your ADHD. And I felt so lied to. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> how old were you? She was drugging me. Nine, ten. Oh, and they were sneaking uh, medication into your yeah, food. Yeah, because I couldn't swallow pills because I was scared that I was going to choke on them because right. I had anxiety. So she would sprinkle them in like <laughs> – she would sprinkle them in my applesauce or on my sandwiches. Did it taste different? No, it tasted it tasted normal. Really? Yeah, it didn't even taste that weird. But, I, yeah, I could I could never swallow pills. I'd have to break them up because I was a pussy. Oh, my God. You were lied to. I was lied to. So, yeah, so I did bits about that. Yeah, and then uh, – got to talk about my mom more. Yeah, you do. What yeah. What's her deal? Is she a, a She's religious great, my woman? Mom. Very, very, very religious. Very Catholic. Um, you know, she was. She's gr- still holding on to that whole thing, big time. And if you if you say any different, she get like you know my daughter like you know she asked. She's like, is is you know is the baby going to be ca- go to Catholic school? And I said, you know, not no. Wow, we're going through the same thing. And she's really because- pissed off. My mom. She's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. And I was like. Honestly, Mom, like I feel better stepping away from it. And I said, and with all the problems we have yeah. in the Catholic Church, I don't understand why you're still going. Right. You know, and 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 to each your own. I'm not telling you not to go, but like if you're going to attack me, I'm I'm going to b- give you the honest answer. Right. With the counterattack, and and I can't see it your way, uh, at all. Yeah. So so. It's my kid. I'm actually starting to think uh, that we might start going to church again. But I don't believe I don't believe in organized religion at all. Mm-hmm. I believe to uh, a Catholic church. You might start going. Yeah, I'm a Catholic guy. or brought up that way, but, uh, what, but there was what, so much bullshit involved, and I couldn't handle it anymore. And then I was literally not thinking about it at all for years. I, I wasn't in a category. I wasn't an atheist or uh, agnostic, you know, agnostic or anything. But yeah. I just didn't think about it. And then I kind of found yoga and meditation with my wife. And right. uh, it brought, believe it or not, it brought some spirituality back into my life. I believe in God in a very different way. I believe God is everywhere. I believe that, too. And I, uh, I hate that. But if religion helps you, 
and helps your life. Absolutely. Then I have no pro. I have no problem what anyone else believes. I really Same don't. Same with me. Uh, uh, until it get it, it comes down to the point that my religion's better than your religion, I, so we got to kill all of you. That's that's yeah. so fucking ridiculous to yeah. me. Because if you do study these religions, they all have pretty much the same basic principles. Yeah. And that's gonna drive people nuts that obsess about uh, the Muslim faith. But a lot of the Muslim faith has yeah. a lot of the basic principles that yeah. are in every other religion, man. I I, I know, and that, and that's it's the hardcores in every religion. And that really fucked things up. Yeah, the extremists, right. and, that, and that's why I think you know my mom. Like I don't whatever she wants to do. If if it ha- the way it helps her going to church helps her. Me not going to church helps me. Right. So and I'm spiritual too. I believe there is a God, and I you know I was brought up Catholic. I still choose to have blind faith, but I just think if I miss mass, yeah, that's gonna not affect me. Right. In the afterlife, I, I, that's what I'm choosing to believe. It feels like I, I believe you know, it. I believe in aliens. Yeah, and I believe that I'm I'm counting on them that they got this. So right. like when I die, they got like uh, knowledge and technology that we can't even fathom. fathom. And <laughs> I'll be okay after yeah. I die because this is all nonsense and we're living in the matrix. And yeah, 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 this me and you even sitting here isn't real. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that there's a way more intelligent being somewhere in the universe that right. we're sort of an experiment and they already got us when we die. They're like they're laughing somewhere like God. Oh, these idiots are scared to death. They have no idea how great it gets. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I got some far-fetched uh, things these days, yeah. but it, but, it, it makes mean, life fun. It does make life fun, and, you know, so so you're saying you're good, but what's the reason to go back to Catholic Church? If you Because if you're spiritual, how come you feel like you can't yeah, just yeah, be yeah. spiritual like here? I, uh, I, med- I just want to know the reason. I yeah, want to yeah. learn. I meditate every day, and it, it's bringing me back to a place to just think about stuff and spirituality in general. And some of the churches in New York City are just beautiful. They I are. Walk, I walk by them. And I sometimes sit in those pews and I meditate in a Catholic church. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, just to kind of like maybe think about stuff more. Right. Like have more of a foundation. Right. But it doesn't mean I'm going to go back to buying uh, and believing everything they, they tell me again. Hell no. What kind of meditation do you do? You do the TM? Uh, Transcendental? I, I don't even know the name of it. How, how many minutes a day is oh, it? Oh, sometimes like 40. So you just go it until you don't want to. Like, what's your best meditation experience? Have you seen some crazy ass shit yet? Well, uh, it's very rare with me. But I was explaining with Mike Cannon on the last podcast. He was explaining uh, his DMT. DMT Oh yeah, he did trip. And I was just blown away. And I related a little bit because a couple times in meditation, I, I was deep enough where. I saw things and I couldn't wait to come out of it to tell my wife and then realize that I don't have the capability to explain <laughs> what I saw. Right. I saw like shapes and stuff that I couldn't describe in human terms and right. and colors. And I'm like, I, and I finally came back to, or whatever you want to call it, back into the room and, and then I'm like, ah, fuck, I can't even explain So you do shit. 40 minutes, do you just meditate once a day? How does it work for you? Uh, no, I, I got to be more disciplined. I mean, I, I meditate every night going to, going to sleep. I use it to fall asleep, which is awesome. So you go. And then I try to do one traditional uh, meditation a day if I can find, like, time, like 20 minutes. And I'll, you know, I'll sit and do the whole so, thing. So and you just repeat a mantra in your head? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, so that's transcendental meditation, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah. We, we got our own mantra at our little school. Yeah. So we're 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 at a down and dirty school. Is yoga is yoga a like must? we got we got the down and dirty girls in our yoga. Fuck yeah. We don't have we don't have the fucking models that are making believe that you know yoga is good for their spirituality. You got girls with fumes in your yeah, class. Yeah, they just want to you know they just want to show off their asses and, yeah. and pick up the yoga instructor. We're not we're not in that world. Should I? I we're, got we're down and dirty, meaning we're like uh, where it began in New York, basically. Really? Before it got blown is it up uptown or downtown? Where is it? Uh, yeah, I got. 
got uptown. Sorry, I got to start doing yoga. I think. I think it just everybody who's does. I don't know if your hips can handle. Yeah, that, I got Chrissy. Fat, I got Chris. I'm Chrissy bitch hips. <laughs> I don't know if your hips can handle. Fat ass. You're gonna need a hip replacement. <laughs> Do you feel so much more flexible doing yoga and so much more better as a uh, human as a machine? Well, after looking like a superhero, I, now I got to tell you, I, I've slacked on the yoga a little bit. Oh my god! I've been shooting baskets more. Lately. Where? At uh, my gym, we have uh, full court basketball. Oh my god! And I, uh, I've I got been boxing. I got two herniated discs, and and basketball was my sport growing up, and I know it was yours as well. Yeah. And I just love shooting. And the guys that are doing the pickup games, they see they see my shooting skills and stuff, and they're trying to get me in these games. But I'm too scared with these herniated discs because oh, I just turn the wrong way and it and slips, and then I'm done for almost a month. Yeah, basketball is a young guy sport. I love. I lo- I used to play all the time, but now I just have this fear of like blowing my knee out. That's why I box. I feel like boxing you can always get hurt, you can get hit. Right. But like the torque in your body is not so much where it's going to like violently. Yeah. You're not going to violently break your ankle. Well, yeah. Very, you know, rarely will I, you. I hit the heavy bag. Yeah. But then I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This is what you have to look forward to. Yeah. And then um, we're almost done, but uh, were you really born with no thumbs? I was obsessed with your no. special, and I was writing notes. My thumbs. No, were... obviously you got thumbs, but yeah. they thought you were born without thumbs. Yeah, so like here, you know, my thumbs are like crooked right now. Like if you see if like, you know. Oh, my... you, you got that double jointed Yeah, shit. I got a double jointed thumb. It's like half of my thumb, like the bone sticks out. Yeah. So I, in, in the womb, my thumbs were, they were flexed in. Right. So they were just all flexed in. I had like a contracture while I was in my mom's womb. So when I came out of the womb, the first thing, you know, from my mom tells me is, you know, they were like, oh, my God, like one of the nurses said four digits on each hand. Right. And they were like, "Uh oh, supposed to be 10, <laughs> supposed to be five on each hand. And then and then the doctor was like, oh, no, 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 turn his hand over. And then she said, OK, four, oh, you know, OK, he has the opposable thumb. Yeah, because it's tough to live your life without a thumb. Yeah, man. to go thumbless would be tough. I think I think if you don't have a middle finger, you're good, right? Yeah, you can lose. You don't want to lose the thumb. No, that's that's the important one. I, yeah. I dated. A girl, six toes on Are each foot. Wow. But I wasn't lucky enough to see it because the fucking parents were responsible and took took one of the toes away. Fucking But you can fuck. kind of see where this, a little bit of a space in between. I forget which ones now. Did you ever throw a foot in your mouth or you wouldn't do it? I'm not a foot guy. You're not a foot guy? Oh, Giannis God. loves feet. Really? Oh, I God, don't he loves to suck it. feet. He could say, like, I want to see your feet in, like, ten different languages. I, I There's not a foot. Alive that would turn me on. I'm not attracted not to feet. One. I like Every once in a while you see a girl asses. with some nice shoes or whatever, no. but nah. I like big asses and I'm a ass guy. Really? I like a nice ass. Fumes? Yeah. It's, you know, the thing is, if a girl has a big ass, she'll probably have fumes, but I don't care. Some of these girls, I like to call them swim throughs. They're so hot, you swim through the fumes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> um, Oh, and uh, you, you did the edible bit on your special. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you turned me into a cop, you son of a bitch. Well, I was going to say your name. And then, uh, but and you f- you wanted people to watch the special. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, people I was proud know- that it made your special, though. Yeah, but the real like the real OG listeners, they've hit me up. They're like, that, thanks, you know, oh, no, the Opie edible story. Because we talked about it on yeah. your show. Yeah. So the OG guys know that it was you. But all of a sudden, a cop is putting you in a cab. I'm like, no, I was putting you in an Uber. No, you weren't. You walked away. You went on the train. No, you wandered off on me. <laughs> I, got a, I got out 30 blocks away from my apartment because I, yeah. I, I, I thought the six was a nine. <laughs> I, I live in the nines, and I got it in the sixes. My can gave me some edibles yesterday. Oh my god! Were you going to take them? I was. I was going to take them with you. Oh my! Would I you do it again? No, I can't. Not do it not again. today. I'm, right, fine, I'm fine, just fine. joking. But if we get, yeah, if, if I can get, like, yeah, I'll do them again. But we, but we can't. I can't. What happened to me the last time? I ate too much, right? 
Yeah, you explained it pretty good on the special. Because I can't remember if like I we, was we were that at up or... we were at SiriusXM. We got a a, a, a chocolate almond bar edible. Sherrod. But I explained this on a, a past podcast. These these edibles they got to make them taste shitty because you can't have a a beautiful almond chocolate bar and assume that yeah. you're not going to want more than the acquired uh, yeah. dosage, which is like you said on the special half of a square, half of a half of a square, and yeah. I. Ate Two, I ate eight pizzas. <laughs> well, you just, kept, you just kept eating it. Yeah, in the elevator because you weren't paying attention. You know, I went to an Islanders Rangers game uh, recently. Really? In Brooklyn, and I was only five rows from where we sat. And I'm with my kids and their and my kids' friends and their parents and obviously and all that. I just start openly laughing, and they're like, "What's going on?" I go, "Ah, you you don't even. <laughs> you I can't even explain." But I I saw the exact seats we were sitting in when the first period oh, buzzer, buzzer went off, and you took off running. Running. Remember, I thought I was having a stroke, <laughs> yeah. and then remember they made it even worse because they thought I looked like that player Casey Zizika, so they put me on the jumbotron <laughs> again, right. and it was just and I was fell I couldn't feel the right side of my body, right. and I was like, "I'm dying." The best part was the spear. He thought he had a spear in his head. And I was like, look, I was on edibles too. Like the, the other side of the story was like, I was kind of having fun with it, laughing. But then with edibles and stuff, you're going in and out. So now I'm starting to think, wait, does he have a spear and I can't fucking see it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wait, maybe he did get a stroke because he's all he, like his face is red and he's sweaty. And then yeah. I would come back out and I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And then remember the Islanders interviewed us. Yeah. And you wouldn't do it. And I was, I felt like I was falling back. The interview was unusable. <laughs> They were like, who's your favorite Islander? And I was just, I was like, I'm Michael Jordan. I, I was just saying things like, they, ch- they, they hit me up us. the next day and they were they were pissed. Like, right. the guy who gave me tickets was pissed. Yeah, they he was ch- like, we set all this stuff up and, and you really fucked it up, man. We only made the first period and we were trying to get out of there, or he was, and I was trying to, like, be responsible and leave with him. And they were chasing us because they needed him to do the interview. Right. Yeah. And he fucked up my time because I was going to be on the Jumbotron for the second period. Yeah, and I fucked it up. We never made the second period. I'll make you feel better. Yeah. Right? So a handful of years ago, and I semi-professional with edibles. I know how to eat and pace and all that. And I was with a bunch of people. We were going to see Eddie Vedder at the Beacon Theater. And we pre-gamed at at, um, some bar down the street. And I hadn't eaten all day. Had a couple of beers. We each took a little bit of these brownies, just, you know, up to the knuckle like you're supposed to. And I got the whole bag with me because and a bunch of people uh, didn't show up. So I had brought enough for everybody, and then we had more than we needed. So now we're a little paranoid going into the beacon that we're going to get searched. So me and this other girl finished the bag. And holy shit. Finished the bag. Sh- it kicks in about halfway through the show. This is Eddie Vedder acoustic night one. Beacon Theater, and uh, all of a sudden, I mean, it's, I think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm seeing colors, and I'm, you know, it's incredible, and the girl I'm with looks over at me, and she goes, you're white. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Straight no, 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 white. No, no, no. <laughs> you're white, like pale, and as soon as she said it, then I went, oh yeah, I don't feel so good. So I got up. I thought I was gone for maybe 10 minutes to go, like, puke it out in the bathroom. No, apparently I passed out underneath the, uh, like, the bar up on the top floor. I wandered all the way up to the top of the beacon, passed out underneath the top. Like, passed out, like, like fell asleep or felt passed out? Just full on. Like, I sat down because there was a line to go to the bathroom, and I just, ah, oh, I'll wait for it to. And then, you know, however long later, uh, somebody, you know, security's nudging me. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. They're like, you all right? I'm like. I think I ate something funny because I didn't even have any beer in the venue. Like, you drunk? Drunk? No, I think I ate something funny. So at least I had the wherewithal to kind of snap out of it. I go back inside. 
the whole house is, you know, incredible. Ed Norton had come to play with Eddie Vedder. Jesus. I missed that whole part of the set. Right. And then we're leaving the show. Oh, so you made it through the show. I slept through half the show. Right. <laughs> and uh, we're getting ready to leave. And uh, now I get this other wave of nausea again. So I just puke right in a garbage can, right, as you're, as you're leaving the venue. And these security guys come over, and this one guy looks at me, and I'm like, food poisoning. And then he, like, you know, talks to his ear, and he goes, no, nah, no, nah, this nah, – I think the guy you had upstairs had an orange hat. No, nah, this this isn't the same guy. Like, totally took pity on me. Wow. Yeah. Really? So I learned my lesson from then to, I, you know. I got, yeah. I, I got one uh, other uh, concert story. The day I was uh, just – fucking out of my mind on coke at a james taylor show with my best friend wait you did coke at james taylor i never knew you did coke <laughs> dude a million years ago chrissy d what the fuck don't judge i didn't know did you ever do coke never not once in my life don't ever do it no right i fucking i'm scared of i never like, liked it, it and i i'm here to say and it's the god's honest truth i haven't done it in so many years i can't even tell you anymore i i would say i don't want to say how many years because then it's going to make me sound even older than i am Right. Let's say well over 20 years. Okay. I have no desire. But uh, back in the day, I was very, like in my early 20s, my, my friend had connections, and we were at a James Taylor show in the front row. Uh, half the concert went by before we made it to the venue because we're doing coke and, and partying at a bar. We come rocking down that aisle like we're seeing Metallica. Like, <laughs> and James Taylor singing Fire and Rain. I'll never forget it. We're like, fuck yeah! And, and we pretty much got kicked out of the concert. Because everyone was sitting down enjoying and swaying back and forth. And we truly Drinking felt, their wine and cheese. To us, it was a Metallica show. And I'm not even exaggerating. We were out of wow. our minds. Yeah. yeah, see, I I don't know, man. I That's why it's like, I don't, you know, I, I'm just. So, You're I a guess, pot guy. Well, you, I, just don't, I, you just don't know it yet. The CBD oil, is, I feel great with the CBD. You're, mm -hmm. you're dipping your toes in, but you're, yeah. a, you're a pot guy. Pot will help. And don't do the edibles every once in a while. You know, get a little pen for yourself. You're a pot guy. But let me, like, is there ever, like, obviously I ate too much. If I would have eaten the right amount, like, does it just go? Because I did get to a point about an hour and a half into the edibles being in my system after I'd already left, I was already home. Yeah. I started like laughing uncontrollably and I felt so great. But then I'd get another wave of I'm anxious again, but then I'd be like, I'm having fun. Is there ever a month where I could just eat it and it'll just be fun the whole time? The whole point is you're supposed to take just a little bit. It's a dose and you need to let it sit 75, for like 75, 75 minutes. minutes or so. so it just needs to, because it but, has to metabolize and work its way through your system. So, But you're, but you're part of the uh, I, need, I need instant uh, satisfaction yeah. culture. So you're like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, Chris, it's five minutes. You're like, ah, fuck that. You had another square. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're messing up See, this whole, your like whole the, buzz. The pens, because you feel the intake of the vapor, yeah. and it's kind of like smoking a joint. So I don't do it a lot Plus myself. it also, you know, you also hit it a lot yeah. a lot sooner i talk what's a, legal I, in new york is it le is it legal to smoke weed out of a well, pen you in new look york like it's illegal well have yeah. you, if you walk around the vit well you know you're down near the cellar you smell pot everywhere now like the cops are just looking the other way they're pretty right much, outside the unless studio. you're being an idiot they're going to give you a dumb little ticket and you don't even have to go to court anymore i think you pretty much could pay it by mail ticket, yeah it's like a traffic ticket they don't give a fuck but technically it's not legal in new york yeah so like but if i was walking there, through and i had a bag of weed on me the cop's going to do nothing 
Well, I, I that depends on how much. Yeah. Right. If I'm selling you, you it, you've got to have under Yeah, you got yeah, to have underneath. just have a little bit. But I, I talk a big game. I don't really do this that much, to be honest with you. And the other part of the edible story is the fact that you were texting all of us two days later. Yeah. <laughs> you were still feeling it. I was still feeling high. I remember I woke up, I had bloodshot eyes. I was like, yeah. am I still supposed to feel woozy? I would get texts like, hey, Hope. You awake? <laughs> this is a text message. Oh, come on, man. Write me back. Because <laughs> I don't know. I was doing something. He's like, how are you feeling? And then he would, he would explain his symptoms. Are you feeling any of these things? And I was like, I wasn't feeling anything because I did, I took a lot less than you, but yeah. I didn't want to make I didn't want to help your anxiety or your yeah. paranoia. So I'm like, yeah, I'm still feeling that and that. Yes, I still feel like I have a, yeah. sp- a spear in my head. <laughs> Dude, I was fucking ner- I never did it again since then. I, I want you to. Do it in the right circumstances. Or just take one bite. A, a small little dose. But whatever. We could just hang right. and, and, and get a burger, too. Hey, uh, you know, I did all this research, and I know you want to go, but... So the, no, I don't care. So the History Hyenas yeah. is a great podcast. You want to explain uh, the podcast for the people out there? Yeah, so the History Hyenas, it's me and Giannis Pappas, um, and we talk about history, but, like, you know, we go wild with the history. Like, it's not, like, just, like, a regurgitation of, like, what happened. Like, we'll talk about, like... Queen Elizabeth or, like, Mary, Queen of Scots or Bloody Mary and, like, you know, put ourselves in a situation with them. Like, you know, we'd, like, we'd be like, would you have banged out Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. And it's like, here's facts about her. Go. Would you bang her out? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, stuff like that. Or we'll say, you know, we'll do episodes. The best One of the, one of the best episodes we ever did was it was about the um, Battle of uh, Crete yes. in World War, during World War II when the Nazis invaded Greece. And Giannis's mother was able to recount she was alive during that battle. And there was uh, a, a, what the Nazis, because the Greeks, when you know, it was mountainous terrain, Crete, when the Nazis had it taken over, there were still Greek soldiers that they didn't know about, and they were laying in the mountains and picking Nazi officers right. off with sniper rifles. So when the Nazi army had to move to the next town, because, you know, taking it over, and they kept getting sniped, they kept getting picked off, they would take the youngest woman in the village, like the youngest teenage girl, 14, mm-hmm. 15-year-old girl in the village, pretty girl, always, they would make sure she's always pretty, and they'd tie her to a pole on top of their tank, and there'd be a German Nazi soldier with a gun to the girl's head, and if any of the officers or anybody got picked off with a sniper rifle, that girl would get it in the head, and one, it was Giannis's mother one. Isn't that amazing? One day wow. it was Giannis's mom got tied to that pole. Isn't that crazy? How wild is that? So fucking Nazis. So we have an episode like that where we're talking about the wildness of it, but then yeah. there's personal stories attached to it as well. I so uh, I'm a fan, an actual fan of the podcast. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I just can't. Yeah. But I like you know. I mean, you uh, did you join the Patreon? Did you go to Patreon.com/slash Bay Ridge Boys? Uh, no, I'm not bonus doing apps? that. How about you give me a free fucking code? Come on. <laughs> But I love it because you and Giannis have great chemistry, and you talk about your lives first, and then you move into the history, which is kind of cool. And, yeah. and you and you find the funny, and you find all the yeah. different angles on it. And I'm, I also learn shit. Yeah, I mean, you learn it. like you listen to Queen Elizabeth's episode we just put out. She had really bad breath. She would brush her teeth with honey. Ew. She loved sweets. She never got married. The whole town, the whole country of England, thought the reason why she wasn't getting married because she was actually a man. Yeah. So it's like all you know, fascinating shit like that. Yeah. Perfect. You know? Yeah. Well, I uh, I, I did some uh, uh, history uh, oh, homework sick. for you. Get all these wrong? No, there's not wrong. These are things I want you to talk about. Okay, I'm fine. giving you content. You oh. and Giannis. All right, great. Thank you. Let's. Uh, I, I wrote just a few down. Did you know? This is history, real history, that Albert Einstein could have been the president of Israel. Really? Did you know this, Robert? Yeah, he was going to. They. You knew this list. when it was first formed. Yeah. I did not know that. They needed a, a president. Albert Einstein, Einstein uh, declined. 
Really? Yes. He declined. You knew this, Robert. I knew this. And they needed a are Jew. You a, are you a Jew? No, I'm a Reformed Catholic. Oh, you're not a Jew? He looks like a Jew. You look like a Jew. You look like a cool Jew, a J-O-O, <laughs> not a J-W. Jew. Jew. <laughs> nah, I was in the seminary a couple times. Really? really? That came out Did wrong. Did he get touched? You know, no. And it, very brief, like, you know. Oh, you had a brief touching? No. <laughs> I, oh, I thought oh, about were... being a priest twice. You Really? Yeah. You almost became a priest. And wow! Then I just couldn't. I couldn't. The short version is, I didn't. I couldn't do the no girls thing, and I don't believe in half of what. Uh, I'm pro-choice. I'm pro. You know, you you live your life. I couldn't work for an organization that, um, you know, where I would have to stand up there. Even though they're like, oh, you could affect change from within. I couldn't stand up there wearing a collar, single, you know, unmarried, and and go, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. I just didn't. Chris, I, did. I don't want to yeah. interview you anymore. I want to interview Rob. <laughs> Seriously, me too. I want to go but, home. <laughs> no, yeah, you always want to go home. <laughs> And Giannis has the same problem I have with you. Yeah. Just enjoy it for a couple more minutes. So you uh, that's why we get the weird priests. Yeah. Because someone like Robert would have been a, a good priest, but he needs to he needs to get married. He needs to bang out. Let the priest right. marry and, and you have a whole to. different world. And you, all of a sudden I guarantee you the minute you let the priest marry, all those all that creep stuff, the touching of the kids, all that, it's right. gone because once you take this, the repression away right. from a sexually repressed guy, everything changes. And not every priest, obviously. Well, no, is because it. you'd have more pe- – it's not that. You would have more men and women, right, if you open it up, um, and men and women who can teach and, you know, minister and whatever, right. who, uh, who aren't derelicts, who don't have – who aren't mentally deficient, who are n- normal, healthy people – it's just that the numbers are so low that they, the organization ignores all of the the well, sick people and let them. Well, in. and if you're married, you could relate to the flock because uh, you know they're all married with kids well, and the, have. The second time was after I got divorced. I thought, well, who better? Because you know, growing up Catholic, we're taught you don't see a therapist when you're uh, in a bad marriage. You go see your priest. What is he going to know about the the you know living with somebody and all that shit? So I thought, well, shit, I did that, and if I get it annulled. That means it never happened, which is a whole yeah. fucked up thing to begin with, messed up thing to begin with. And um, I, I could, I could teach. You know, I could help other married couples get through their 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 problems. You should have been a monk. Yeah, for real. Oh. And just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> just give up your possessions and sit in a robe. I'm sorry, that was too easy. That was too fucking easy. Sorry. But I don't think every priest is a creep either. But no, you I, would I, have, I agree. You would have a bigger pool to pick yeah, from, absolutely. and you probably would get a, a few more uh, normal ones in there. A couple more, Chris, and then I'm going to let you go. I promise. Uh, before dentures were invented, right? Right. People still wanted nice teeth. Right. You want to guess where they got the teeth from? Wood. Dead bodies. Dead soldiers. Yes. Did you know this one? Well, I think... I th- they would pull the teeth out of dead soldiers yes. and use them uh, as fake teeth for, for people that were living, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's you, wild. You knew that one? I think I knew that one. And yeah. animal teeth. George Washington's dentures were soldiers' teeth uh, and, and animal teeth filed and, down. And wood. No wood, actually. That's the... Oh, that's, a, that's bullshit? That's the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Why? why was, Bro, how, how does they, that even happen? How do, they, how do they do that oral sex back in the day? Oh. Was oral sex even I mean, a thing oral back se- then? Oral sex is amazing, but I mean, with the fumes, with the fumes and the wooden you're, animal you're, teeth, you're you're making butter all day. Oh. Your husband's on a horse all day, and oh. now, now the first thought is, I can't wait to <laughs> fucking go down. On oh. 
And a Are full you bush? Kidding? A full bush? <laughs> There's everything. There's not even really a shower. If you're lucky, you got one bucket of water over your head. Oh. And now you're in your log cabin, just 69. <laughs> what the fuck? I would love to smell what colonial times smelled like. Oh, I oh. bet you you would not be able to. Uh, yeah, like it. it's just a different thing that we're not used to. I'm, I'm sure they were used to it, right? They were just used to it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just what it was. Uh, I won't talk. I won't bore you with the giant mushroom. Let me. You knew heroin was. Uh, uh, used as medicine, right? That I knew in the, the Civil day. War. Okay. Morphine, yeah. This one I did not know. Going back to uh, religion, Pope Gregory the Ninth was in power. He declared that cats were to be associated with the devil worship. Really? Which I, I kind of have to go with him on that because I own cats and they're yeah. fucking, fucking evil. So like the pricks. evil black cat thing came from Pope Gregory. I, I would assume so. They're, they're not grateful cats. They're, yeah, no. You know, one wrong move. They don't move. need us. No, one wrong move, and they're clawing your your face. Off. Yeah. Uh, you know. They don't need a cat. No. But anyway, he thought uh, the cats were part of dev- devil worship and had them exterminated in droves. Interesting. Here's part two of this, which yes. you could discuss with Giannis the next time you see him. Yes. Because there were no cats because of uh, Pope Gregory the Ninth. Uh, it's believed that the disappearance of those cats helped rats spread the bu- uh, bubonic plague. Wow. Which led to what? I think it was uh, hundreds of millions of people yeah. dying in the 30% 1300s. of the population. And they think it's because they eradicated cats. Cause, wow. Because that one pope thought they were uh, the Fucking devil. dummy. <laughs> Fucking dummy. <laughs> one more? Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, you want one on torture? Yeah. Or where the term hooker came from? Well, hooker, I know the general hooker from the Civil War. You motherfucker. Yeah. History Hyenas. Patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys. Do you know what they did for alarm clocks? Back in the day? They had knockers up. No? What does that mean? That sounds pretty sexy, though. Knockers up. Knockers up. People were hired to shoot dried peas from a blowgun at people's windows in order to wake them up in the morning. Wow. That was an actual job. Do you know where knocked up came from, the term knocked up? No. So knocked up was a term. It was actually a slave term. When they would be on the when you know slaves would be on the on the on the s- slave sale block, if a woman was pregnant, her price was knocked up because wow. she has two human. She had a human inside of her, so her price would be knocked up. That's where the term "knocked before. up" comes from. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty bad. <laughs> Why are you fucking multimillionaire and you're wearing tube socks? What kind of socks you wear? They at, feel them. They're nice and soft. Mm. They look like they're from. You look like you got them from a deli. <laughs> I got them for Christmas. <laughs> All right, one more about torture. I'll give you one torture, and then right, fine, we fine, can fine. wrap up. Uh, people in Spain used to employ a form of torture called the Spanish donkey. Do you know what the Spanish the donkey? Spanish donkey? Yes. Would it be like a donkey? I'm just gonna take a guess. Um, tie ropes to all the limbs, and the donkey's walking opposite directions. Wow, that's a good guess. It's a good guess, but it's wrong. Wrong. Victims yeah. had to sit high up, straddling a board, while torturers tied increasingly heavy weights to their legs. Wow. That could help you, though, because you got the 32. Yeah, got, yeah <laughs> you could squeeze out, out a 34, and then it would match your 38-inch waist. I got a torso and a fat ass. Yes. All right. I got one other thing for you. Let's do it. Um, a, little, a little treat. Talk to Robert for a second. Nothing bad. All right, fine. I just left in the other room. You'll be happy. All right, fine. You'll be happy. You're going to come in here. I'm going to be beating Robert up like Gary Busey. (laughs) (laughs) Robert. What the fuck? Where is Opie going? Opie's walking back. Oh, yeah. He got my cream puffs. Cream puffs. Thank you. For my buddy, Chris DiStefano. I got to explain. Like, can we, the, have, can we have one now? Can we crack it open? Please, please. Are you going to have one? Yes, I'll have All right, one. Fine, I can only have one. Uh, I get, they're high in saturated fat. 
So, uh, just to explain, this is the first. Robert, you gonna have one? Sure. You fucking dirty priest. This, <laughs> this, is the, this is the first time I had a traditional uh, sit down with Chris since the radio show. Right. Yeah. I forced him to go to a mall and and uh, threaten suicide and talk. Well, he wanted to jump from all these high places, and I oh, got yeah. really into this, Robert. So I start. I brought him to higher and higher places, and his anxiety was off the fucking charts. That was before I was doing the podcast. I was just doing it on Facebook. Nice. Then I made him meet me in front of a garbage can early on on this podcast, and then we had to go to the Cream Puff Lady. That's why the Cream Puffs are here today, because I go, Chris, I know we're podcasting, but I have to apologize to the Cream Puff Lady because I tried to kiss her. Right. And I finally realized that was probably not the right thing to do. The only reason I try to kiss her is because of what Chris is noticing right now. These Cream Puffs are so fucking amazing. Amazing oh my god! That I felt like I had to kiss the lady. It's so fucking good. Right. It's seriously like the best cream puff I've ever had in my life. It's insane. Have one, Robert. All right. It's uh, I forgot the name of the company. You should give them a plug, even though uh, Beard Papas. Beard Papas. Uh, they're on the Upper West Side. The, I, we look. Love, my hand's shaking from them. We love. <laughs> well, there's a lot of sugar in those. <laughs> and then we walked around Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. So it was nice to finally sit down and just like do this. Yeah, and then. Although I loved walking around uh, Bay Ridge with and then, you. And then remember I got a haircut? Yeah. And you and Giannis were outside still with the podcast, and Giannis yeah. was just shitting on the barbers. Yeah. And they're like old school mafia guys, and they yeah. listen to the podcast, and now they want to kill Giannis. <laughs> really? Yeah, I we hope We love those guys. Oh. And then I went and uh, I had to get a pee cup from uh, your local coffee shop because I had a, had a long drive ahead of me, and I was scared because of all the coffee I drank with so, you guys. Did you so. pee in the cup? Um, did I end up peeing in the cup? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh. He, he wrote pee cup on it for me and everything. It's uh, very nice. It's part of the episodes I did walking around with Chris Stefano and Giannis Papas. It was those, in the summertime. Those two together are fucking fun, man. We walked all over Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. We did two episodes uh, that way. So yeah, Chris, I really enjoy this. Uh, oh yeah, I want to come on more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's up to you. It took me four months to get this done finally. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I lied about everything. I'm riddled with anxiety still. <laughs> are you get out of the house? No, you're good, bro. So the special... Uh, I want to have another cream puff. Go, go. No, come on. I can't have two. Why not? Because I'm fat. Oh, no. Then have this one. What's that one? It's not. It's a little lighter. It's like an almond ring? Yeah, yeah. It's an almond ring. It's not as much uh, cream, cream inside it. See? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you can hear him chewing. That, that, did you guys ever he, do that bit? He can't help himself. <laughs> He's going to eat the whole pot. <laughs> What were you saying? Did you ever do that bit? When I was in Boston, the Lacordaire did a bit where he would chew into the microphone and, and callers would have to guess what the food was oh, to win prizes. Oh, that's fucking stupid. He, he called it Trivial <laughs> Brigitte. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what an asshole. <laughs> All right. So how do they uh, uh, They could uh, watch your special on uh, on demand through mm-hmm. Comedy Central, right? Comedy Central on demand. Right. Um, Give me. This is all the Comedy plugs. Central on demand. I'll translate. Thirty-eight inch uh, waist is the name of the special. You can see it on cc.com. Yep. Um, iTunes. You can buy it on iTunes. You can buy it on your TV on anywhere. You know, smart TV that you can buy stuff. You can buy it there. You can get me at at Christy Comedy on everything. ChristyComedy.com. But most important, at History Hyenas. Patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys. Yeah, you gotta join his Patreon so he gets a few bucks to pay his uh, baby mama. Yeah, because my career is over. No, my God. For real, dude. Enjoy it. All right. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy your fucking uh, your time right now because it's Chrissy D's time. Are you really not? Are you going to have a cream puff? Yeah. All right. But I'm trying to still be professional. So you just made my... me two. Now I feel bad. You want a third? <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Opie's an enabler. 
How many ca- <laughs> calories and saturated fat and cholesterol do you think are in those puppies? You don't want to know. You're it's d- bad, right? You've, you've hit your quota for the day. For the like day? And tomorrow. I, I actually shouldn't eat anything for the rest of the day now. <laughs> know, walk home. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, it's raining out. Yeah, it there is. There you go. Uh, all right. Let, I should walk home, though. We did it, man. Chris DiStefano, thank, thank you. you. My, my friend Chris uh, DiStefano. Joey, you know what to do. Wrap it up. You got it, Greg. Thank you, Chris DiStefano, once again. Sounds like you're enjoying those cream puffs. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Visit opradio.com for some cool hats, T-shirts, and a stream of this podcast. You can listen anytime, free. On behalf of the Westwood One Podcast Network, I'm Joey Salvia, and thanks for listening to OB Radio. Westwood One Podcast Network, The Raven Effect. One of my favorite, uh, my, my favorite Mean Gene memories, he was so amazing. He was so, so, so good. Nobody could be as seriously, like, ridiculous as he was. No one did re- serious ridiculousness better. The Raven Effect. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network.